Another late night for me. I might be off my game a bit. A lot of you uh, are probably thinking maybe I shouldn't stay tuned in because Howard's tired. Well, you might be right. Uh, I spent uh, last night watching that Riley Keough show again. That girl has uh, got a grip on me. She's wrecking my life. Uh, uh, it's It's called Daisy Jones and the Six. And I wasn't going to watch it, but everyone was like, you got to watch Daisy Jones and the Six. It's got Riley Keough. And I was like, oh, that's my girlfriend. Okay. And uh, I was just thinking this morning, Elvis and, and Lisa Marie would be proud. She does such I a good guess. job. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Elvis mm. wanted to act in real movies. He didn't want to do those stupid movies they right. had him do. Well, Anyway, it's a good show, but I I end up staying up till about ten o'clock, which is an hour past my bedtime. And uh, well, but that's the sign of a good show. You can't turn it off, right? That's yeah. right, Robin. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, Robin. <laughs> no one can turn our show off. It must be good. Uh yeah. Do you like when? I mean, I I, I guess we'll talk to Donald Trump later and we'll talk about the. That whole sad freak show that goes on around him, but yeah. you know it was kind of crazy. But but do you like when um, when you turn on a TV commercial and they use like a classic rock song and they change the lyrics? Do you like that? No, I do not like that. I don't either. I'm one of those guys that like I saw them using um, the Turtles song "Happy Together" in a, in in a um, Golden Grams commercial. They they changed uh-huh. the words, and I was like, you know what? I know those dudes. We worked with them. Yeah, uh, the and turtles. they worked hard on those lyrics. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that the the, the boys get uh, uh, residuals, but I, yeah, I'm i one I'm of sure those guys, like, I'm old school. I'm always like, you know, how dare they use that song in a commercial? Uh, you know, I'm like a rock and roll purist. Ozempic, you know that Ozempic that everyone's taking in Hollywood to stay skinny, but it's really a diabetes drug. They're using that song... Um, Oh, 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 it's oh. magic. You know that yeah. song by Pilot? Yeah. Oh, 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 it's magic. They're, they're like, oh, it's Ozempic. It, well, like, oh, <laughs> oh, 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 Ozempic, Howard. They yeah. Know it's Ozempic. No, I, it, oh, 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 Ozempic. <laughs> I, they can't do that. I, and I get very, like, I, I sit there on my high horse and I go, oh, 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 I hate this. <laughs> Common side effects are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, stomach pain, and constipation. Some side effects can lead to dehydration, which may worsen kidney problems. I discovered the potential with Ozempic. If eligible, you may pay as little as $25 per prescription. Ask your healthcare provider today about once weekly Ozempic. Every musician. $25 per prescription. <laughs> well, that's the point. Every musician dreams of their music being used to distract you from a long list of side effects. Like, I'm so busy singing, oh, 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 Ozempic, that, uh, like, I didn't even catch that. What did he say at the end? He was like, but you could get uh, some assistance, and then your prescription would only be $25 per prescription. Oh. I was like, 
That's not catchy. They got that bouncing music. <laughs> Common side effects are nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, stomach pain. Yeah, I don't hear nausea, diarrhea. I just hear, no, oh, he's going, oh. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, it works. <laughs> it's like, la, la, la. you might shit your organs out. And then, like, oh, 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 Zambic. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's sweet. And they have people dancing as well yeah. in the commercial. Yeah. You know, like they're having a fun time while they're having this diarrhea. On the Ozempic, yeah. On the Ozempic commercial, you got people dancing. They got the great song, the classic song, Oh, 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 Ozempic. And then you don't hear, you know, your eyeballs might pop out. Ozempic, la, la. What did he just say? I was, listen, I was listening to that catchy tune. That's how I was dancing. Yeah. Yeah, the, the turtle song, you know, everyone loves Happy Together. No matter how we toss the dice, it had to be. And it's like, you know, then. So happy together. The Honey and Graham of Golden Grahams. Honey sweet and Graham crisp. Together there is more to love. They never miss a part of your complete breakfast. Such yumminess. So happy together. I bet uh, the turtles got a. I don't want to ruin the song. I, I, I bet the turtles got a pretty penny for that. I bet you they made more on that commercial. Know. Oh, absolutely. They own they their own catalog. The, yep. Yeah, Flo and Eddie. They own their catalog. I know that. Okay. They. I think they do. Unless you know, I mean, what do so I know? many people have you know sold them, or right. you know somebody else owns the catalog. I don't know if I'm wondering if they even got a call. They were sitting there watching a football game, and all of a sudden, <laughs> this came. <laughs> I, I love the Ozempic one though, because why I like the Ozempic one is they use the song effectively to to distract you from the side effects. That's right. You know that's that's smart. It's like it's like whoa whoa. Your feces may come to life and attack you. Well, what'd he say? If you take Ozempic, you might eat your foot. Well, did he just... Nah, I thought he said you'd eat your foot. It couldn't be. <laughs> Am I going to shit my brains out for the rest of my life? You'll have a new blood clot every day. I didn't hear that. I never heard that in the commercial. Your testicles will explode. You can't eat for the rest of your life. <laughs> your tongue will grow hair. Oh, what? Um. Yeah, one of my friends who's on it, she says, you know, I, I'll think I'm hungry, and then I take a bite of something, and that's it. I can't eat anymore. <laughs> she's on it to lose weight or because she's a diabetic? She's a diabetic, but they put mm. her on it to help her not only with the diabetes, but to lose weight. Because losing so, weight also helps. Did she lose weight? Yeah, she was wow. like, I'm down 15 pounds. But it <laughs> happened like overnight. <laughs> wow. Imagine how gorgeous I'd be if I was on Ozempic. Oh, you'd be thin as a pin. And I don't know about the side effects because I'm too busy listening to this song. It's magic. <laughs> you will grow a third leg out of your asshole and your teeth will shatter like glass. Ah, Ozampic. Oh, 
Clitorises are known to heart. What? What did he say? <laughs> Your shit will turn purple. What? 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 Uh, oh, here's another one. Maxwell House has uh, Our House. You know, Our House. Uh, of the great song, yeah. Not, not, the, uh, not the Crosby, Stills, and Nash, um, Our House. This one. Oh. They can do whatever they want to this song. <laughs> yeah, they... We only grow the finest beans. Then they're roasted by our expertise. Our house. Each bean is custom roasted to its peak. Our house. It's always good to the last drop. It's your house in Maxwell House. Mm. Jeez, they're making a lot of noise in that song. <laughs> a lot of annoying people singing that. <laughs> Makes me want to stick coffee beans in my ears. Not hear it. <laughs> This one's an atrocity. The Mountain Dew commercial. That you, have you heard this one? Bohemian Rhapsody was Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They took a lot of liberties. I, and I sit there in my chair. I'm like, oh, fuck them. They shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be doing that to these songs. But listen, the artist sells them the song. I see a little silhouette of a can. I see a little silhouette of a can. Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, time to do the slam dango. Citrus tasting, quenching, very, very exciting for me. Fantastic, fantastic, Figaro, magnifico. I just am so sad that somebody will think that's exactly how that song was created. Oh, kids do. Kids sing the um the um Ozempic song and the um and the and the happy together. They don't know that that's the <laughs> turtles. I'm telling you. It's terrible. <laughs> See, you're getting all worked up. You don't like it. I don't no, like I've never liked it. And and some songs, you know, they don't change. But then they Cut them, right. you know, they lower them when they want to speak. Well, a lot of rock guys I've talked to say, you know what? Number one, we get paid. And number two, tell you the truth, there ain't a lot of radio stations playing our music. And uh, this yeah. gets us uh, out there. So, you know, like, you know how many people know the song from The Who that they use as the uh, Who intro are you? to? Yes. Yeah, yeah. What what show to was the that? The CSI yeah. shows. There isn't you it? go. Yep. CSI. Here's one. But um, that's the who singing, you know, the way they sang it. Yeah. Well, sometimes brands will make up words like if their product name doesn't fit into the song. Remember, remember this song, Unbelievable? You say, You're unbelievable. They turned yeah. that, Kraft turned that into crumb believable. It's crumb believable. <sighs> yeah. They did, they did, they, they, they came up with a whole new thing. Crumbles. They're crumbelievable. New Kraft Crumbles. Intense nuggets of real Kraft cheese crumbled right off the block to give your favorite foods the big cheese taste you love. That big cheese taste that blows you away. That guy can sing, and it's like he's probably like all demoralized. He's like, shit, I got to sing Crumbelievable. Thought I was going to have a bigger career. You know? And uh, I just the other one, I just feel bad for the writers of songs now. Do you have to sit there and think what this is going to become? Sure. Later on, when it gets bought by a commercial, 
Well, that's why my new single, Metamucil, I just, uh, you know. <laughs> you I went for it. <laughs> I just went right for the commercial. <laughs> this is a good one, too. In 2009, I can't believe it's not Butter hired comedian Megan Mullally to sing a parody of Turn the Beat Around. You know, the, you know, Turn the Beat Around. That sure. Originally, uh, you know, but ended up being a big hit for Gloria Stefan. I still don't know what what it means to turn the beat around. I, I used to listen to that song and go, I wonder what she means, turn the beat around. What do you mean, turn the beat around? I think because the percussion is always in the back. Yeah. She's saying, turn it around because I love to hear the percussion. You know what? You know what I got to say about you? You what? always convince me of stuff because <laughs> you sound so definite. It just, I'm and, just speculating. And then you know what happens? I go to like a party and I go, you know this song, Turn the Beat Around? That means turning the beat around so you hear the more of the drum. And people go, well, how do you know that? I go, I don't know. I heard that somewhere. You're so authoritative. And I realize you don't know what you're talking about either. No, I'm just thinking, what could that mean? I'm not saying it's definitively the meaning of the song. Robin Ophelia. <laughs> more and more people are coming around to my way of thinking. Hmm. Robin Quivers. There was never one time I've ever compromised anything. Mm. What? Yeah, it's true. She never does. No, that's got to be out of context. <laughs> <laughs> you hear this and you're like, what? <laughs> Robin Quivers. If you're highly active, your biological age is younger than people who are moderately active. Hmm. <laughs> Good for you, Robin. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud to be working with you. Thank you. <laughs> You're like Plato. Not Plato. Not Plato the clay. I'm to Plato. Yeah. yeah. You're like Plato. You're so pliable. <laughs> but I'm um, just trying to say that when I say maybe this is what it means, I'm only right. saying maybe. Um, I can't believe it's not butter. Here it is. Boy, those ad guys are are working overtime. They got no hydrogenated fats into a song. Well, they couldn't get. I can't believe it's not butter into this song because it's too long a name of a product. So they got yeah. hydrogenated fats. <laughs> anyway, there it is. No I don't like it. That's all. Fats. I'm talking about nutrition. <laughs> Rolls right off the tongue. But uh, anyway, I don't like it. Uh, honestly. Let's go to Brian. Good morning. Well, he's the first caller today. Brian, you're on the air in Ohio. Beautiful Ohio. Brian. Hey there, Howard. Hey now. Baba Booey putting in the spinners over Stone Temple Pilots and <laughs> Willie Nelson has to be a top five Booey blunder, right? I don't think Stone Temple Pilots was uh, on no, the I ballot. Yeah, but Willie Nelson, Willie Nelson was, and yeah, I I voted for Willie Nelson. I can't even I believe think that Soundgarden was what <clears throat> Bowie jumped uh, over. Yeah, oh, it was Soundgarden. But you know, listen, yeah. I don't. I, I never thought Gary had good taste in music. 
Um, you know, some things obviously he likes that I like, but he's got like, um, I don't know. He goes for, I don't, I mean, the spinners, I mean, geez, over, over Willie Nelson, a brilliant songwriter. And I mean, Willie can just grab the guitar, you know, Willie can grab a guitar and play you one of his songs and melt your heart. And the spinners are a good pop band. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not anti spinners, but I would never even think of putting them in the rock and roll hall of fame until everyone in the world was in. And then I'd put the spinners in. You know I'm what sure I mean? They were surprised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even they were like, really who, who voted guys? for us? Uh, <laughs> Gary Dalabudi. This is, it, by I the mean, way, this is their their fourth time nominated, just so you know. Dude, it's not like a surprise. I voted for the Spinners. Spinners? Uh, could it be I'm falling in love? I'll be around. One of a kind love affair. Mighty love. Then came you. Games people play. They were the soundtrack of my childhood. <laughs> Soundgarden doesn't need my vote. Yes. I really feel strongly about the spinners. There you go. Gary clearing his throat to some of the greatest spinner songs. It's the soundtrack of his childhood. <clears throat> and that was some childhood. <laughs> in and out of the dentist's office almost his entire life. That's where he heard it. In the dentist's office. The spinners were playing. <laughs> Relax before they put him under. Both. I voted for the spinners. I, I go, Gary always does something to tick me off. I never would have. He always surprised me. That's why I did it. Hit the drill. <laughs> there he goes. Making fun of movies got to be the greatest segment in the show history. <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of Gary, but he does things to irritate me, like vote for the spinners and not Soundgarden or something. Who'd you vote for again? Over the, who, I voted. I don't even remember who I voted. I got for, Cheryl Crow, Cheryl right. Crow, Cindy Lauper, good, um, Warren Zevon. Um, no, okay. I mean, spinners. listen, I love Warren good? Zevon, but oh, let's no, be honest. Rage Against the Machine. Okay. First of all. I, I could have voted for Warren Zevon. He was like six on my list. You only get five votes. Right. And Warren Zevon is a deep thinking guy. I like Warren Zevon. I went to see him live. I saw him fall off the stage while performing. It was awesome. <laughs> Fell off and then he jumped back. He must have been lit up. The now guy. That's a performer. <laughs> I was at that. What's that club downtown in the, the village? You know, bottom line. CBG. Bottom line. Or? Yeah. They used oh, to come, bottom, bottom line. line. They used to come right over with French fries and. <laughs> I used to get free tickets to the bottom line because I was a program director at WRNW in Westchester. And they didn't have to give me free tickets. I would have added their record anyway. I didn't give two shits about what I added. But they invite me to these shows. And I'm, I'm watching Warren Zevon, who I love. And he's on the piano and he's playing and he gets up kind of to like move around. And boom, right off the side of the stage. I mean, it was unbelievable. And I go, that's it. This thing's over. And nope, bound right back up on stage, bounced up. Finished the Howard, song. I got to tell you, you remember they used to do those concerts at the pier? Yeah. Um, I went to see Ricky Lee Jones, and she was just on a bar stool with the piano. I don't know what was going on, but she just fucking went down. She just like <laughs> fell off the stool, hit the deck. Big moment. Yeah, not cool. When you're a rock star, you're supposed to <laughs> kind of be a god. You know, you're not supposed to be falling off the stage, but... And Warren Z, don't get me wrong, Warren Zevon had some really great songs. One of the best songs I ever heard from Warren Zevon was when he was dying. 
Yeah. Good one. He, he, he sang a song called Remember Me in Your Heart. Keep, or me, in your, like keep me in Your Heart for a while. Yeah. Oh, my God. When I hear that, it fucks me up. The guy knew he was dying. He was saying to his family, Shadows are falling and I'm running out of breath. Keep me in your heart for a while. I'm running out of breath. If I leave you, it doesn't mean I love you any less. Mm. Keep me in your heart for a while. Instantly fucks me up. When Beautiful you get song. Up in the morning and you see that crazy sun. Yeah, keep me Alright, enough because I'll get all emotional. And by the way, I've often said that would be a great Snickers commercial. <laughs> Can you, you know? Snickers is made with chocolate and it's really good to chew. Snickers is the candy bar for you. Keep in your Snickers, mouth for a while. <laughs> keep melting in your mouth for a while. Hey, Howard, one more thing. We we ran into Ronnie at the airport here during Christmas time, and we ran into Ronnie Munn. He is, he is not a character on the show. He is exactly what he is on the show, and it was unbelievable. <laughs> character. People go, Ronnie's one of my favorite characters on the show. And I go, what do you mean character? I mean, it's not I, as if the guy's a great actor. They're There's only I, one I, personality I, I, there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would. when I met this guy, I'm sitting in the back of the car frightened that he's going to, like, <laughs> kidnap me because he's so fucking weird. And he's writing me letters in crayon, beg me to be my limo driver. <laughs> And I'm I like him, I said, scared. You get, you get recognized a lot. You get recognized a lot. And he said, "You fucking recognize me, did you?" And I was like, "Man, this guy's on. This guy's on fire." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's on fire. It's so rude. You think he'd be excited that, like, wow, he went from limo driver to being recognized at an airport? Yeah. Like, what? A, what an incredible turn in his life. And the next thing you know, I'm he's a like, star. "Hey, fuck you." Hey, fuck you. You well, recognize me? You moron. Moron. No, he, he didn't disappoint. I'll tell you that it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, you see Ronnie, just ask everything. him shit. Just ask Dude. him shit. He'll, he won't disappoint you. This guy's full <laughs> of shit, first of all. I was never at the airport Christmas time. That'd be the last yes, place I'd were. be at Christmas. You told would, me that, that you would be the, you, Dude, yes, that's the last the, place I would be at Christmas time. We caught the red eye coming in from Las Vegas. You and Stephanie were coming in saying that you were visiting her parents. We talked to you at baggage claim. Why would I call and lie about it? That, was that wasn't Christmas time, dude. Okay, okay, in the fall, I apologize. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't was, Christmas time. I was, a few weeks, I was a few weeks off, I apologize. All right, so you met you. Ronnie, you I, were about a I month and a half off. Okay, well, listen, I just said it was great meeting you because I just couldn't believe it, and it was just great. Yeah, that's, yeah, all, I do. that's all I want to do at 5.30 in the morning from a red eye is sit there and talk to you. You know, Ronnie, I got to tell you, for a guy who, you know, used to drive a bread truck, you know what I mean? Like, you had a, an incredible turn of fate. You became my driver. I made you famous. And now you're like, you're fans. I mean, you're so fucking angry. I'm you not nasty you... to the fan. I wasn't nasty to the guy, so he can go fuck himself. No, you were nasty <laughs> to me. I didn't, I didn't say you were nasty to me. All I said was, you didn't break character at all. You were wonderful. Stephanie was great. Well, you know. Yeah, I, Stephanie I do... is great. I'm not. Well, you were wonderful, you, he says. He says he likes you, Ronnie. <laughs> He's a fan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I realize my security guy needs security. He's out of control. <laughs> now, totally. the fa I'll be honest. The fans are such a hassle for Ronnie. You know, Ronnie's trying to do business out there. You know, he's 
retired. What and business? What business? Oh, I'm not doing busy. any business. He's busy. <laughs> yeah. Monkey business. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, Ronnie, the fans love Ronnie and uh, his character. Uh, I got to tell you. <laughs> no character here, pal. No, Jeez, zero the, character. Zero. Ronnie's all confused, too. Like, a lot of fans write Ronnie. They want to hang out with him in Las Vegas. Yeah, and dude. Ronnie, it's ridiculous. And elderly. And Ronnie's like, I don't understand why. I don't understand why. Right, Ron? You're all confused by it. What, what What's going con- on? No, it's just like elderly. When, when, when I grew up, I lived in New York my whole life, right? Right, right. The whole time, I never, I never got di- direct messages like, hey, I'm coming to New York. Maybe we can hang out here. That's all I get. Hey, I'm coming right. to. I'm coming here for a bachelor party. I'm coming here at, uh, for a convention. Uh, where are you hanging out tonight? Like, like I'm. I'm standing on the strip on the corner waiting for you to get here. It, it's crazy. You created this persona. You created this persona through the show. Everybody loves you. You should be happy. I'm ha- Oh, I'm thrilled, dude. But it's just weird. I had a guy show up at my fucking house and ring the doorbell. Now that's weird. What did yeah, he well. want? Uh, I just want to let you know I'm a big fan. Oh. You're like Mr. And, Vegas. And I want to, I want to, t- can we take a picture? I threw him the fuck out. <laughs> Ronnie can get, uh, you know, I, I think what it is, Ron, it's because you're retired. People assume you have tons of free time, you know, because you're in Vegas retired. And that when you were in New York, you're busy working. But now... People figure, well, maybe Ronnie wants to hang out. Yeah, Ronnie could be home. He has nothing Ronnie's to do. Ronnie's fun. You've, like, <laughs> you've like become the new Wayne Newton over there. You know what I I'm mean? I'm a star. Like, people, yeah, people go and see you. Dude, I'm not I'm not anywhere near where these people are. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, it, everything sets Ronnie off. Like Mike Perlman complimented Ronnie's new glasses today in the pre-show. Yeah, well, that's oh, all I need is him. And Ronnie, and Ronnie got all worked up, Robin. You should have seen it. Oh, went berserk. Yeah. Is that All a bad angry. thing that he likes yeah. your glasses? What happened? Yeah, yeah, what happened, Ron? Mike, the, what happened? Just got back from maternity leave. Yeah, yeah, you know, was, uh, <laughs> I laid a footprint on, you know. Nothing. I, 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 I see him in the, I see him in the, uh, in the pre-show meeting. And I said, Ronnie, I got nice. Girls. Don't even fucking start with me. And I said, I'm not, I'm not busting your balls. I'm giving you a compliment. I said, those are nice glasses. And then he just goes off, you know, as as Ronnie does. He goes off. Yeah, to, uh, I saw you. I saw your buddy. Saw your buddy Neil the other day. You know, I went over to the speed shop uh, to get some uh, headlights for my car. You know. Oh, you saw I don't Neil. Think Ronnie knows how to take a compliment. Not me. He did. Perlman. No, I'm saying, me- Mike. You, Mike. You saw Neil. Yeah, yeah, I like Neil. He said Ronnie yeah. sent me over there a couple of years ago. I go there to get a, a light, a certain light for my car. Yeah, head, I got my cool headlights, my street racer. You know, I'm out there street <laughs> racing at night. I need those good headlights. You know, yeah, you know, <laughs> so in case I get shot, I can see where I'm going. You know, I could run to the hospital. So, Mike, <laughs> all you did was say, "Hey, I think your glasses will look nice," and then he went berserk. Yeah, he gets mad. You can't give him a compliment. Yeah. Right. I've never seen him like like I've never seen him really be nice. Like he's never like a nice like he's a good guy, but he's never like you can never have that kind right. of conversation with him. You say Ronnie looked good, you know, it was a nice place. Like I've never seen Ronnie kind of um yeah, uh, smile and uh, go, "Hey, thanks, hand. man." Uh, <laughs> right, I, I, you know that's because I don't hang out with you because uh, the guys I hang out with, I'm smiling all the time. Man. You know, it's so, funny. Yeah, yeah. 
right. And when you see him be nice to somebody, it's very, very weird. Like, it's it's strange. Yeah. Right. Very, very strange. <laughs> you know I what remember like, we were... Yeah, you're like Margaret Mead, the anthropologist. Yeah, like, you observe, <laughs> you observe <laughs> Ronnie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time when, when we were at the studio, I think John Goodman, uh, the actor, was on the show, and he's like a super nice guy. And he went up to Ronnie, and he, and he recognized Ronnie, and he said, hey, Ronnie Mond, and, and Ronnie was very nice to him back. But hearing that sounded so strange to me. Hearing Ronnie act like, a, like, like respond in a positive way was just, it didn't, it sounded like he was like an act or something. Like, he was so, yeah. it was, he, Ronnie was like, hey, how you doing? It was so he, weird to hear Ronnie talk like that. He was so out of yeah. character. Man, yeah, it's totally out of character. You know, you see, he didn't know what the hell he was talking about, because he was like, you know what I'm saying here? Well, John Goodman's like a big star, so Ronnie would be into that. Like right, Ronnie right, would hang right. with him. I mean, right. <laughs> I think Ronnie's you know I mean? defensive because he thinks everybody wants something from him. I don't know what Ronnie's yeah. thinking. I'll tell you that. I don't know what I'm thinking. Tell you, either, you, know tell you what, though, he's yeah. a hell of a He's not even a character. He's just he's something. It was it was great to actually see him in real life and uh, to realize it's not a show. <laughs> yeah, man, it's coming from Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, the place I really want to be. Ronnie, what's your day like down there in Vegas? Yeah, you know, I, I just go down to the speed shop. I go to get headlights for my cars. <laughs> Ronnie, you know, I could, I could that's a legit night. question. You what's your what day saying? like? What? What's my day like? Right, that's wake what he up, asks you. Do the show. What comes after the show today? What comes after the show today? Yeah, well, let's see. Uh, well, I'll have a little breakfast after the show and... Uh, you know, maybe I'll have a bagel if I can find it. <laughs> Ronnie, uh, it's really annoying when you do the mic voice. It doesn't even sound like No, it's like not him. annoying, man. It's fucking cool. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, it's I'm fucking annoying as hell. I just want to, I just want to turn your mic off. You're so fucking annoying. Just talk like a fucking person. You don't sound like, like Mike. You can't do an impression. Oh, I do a great impression. What other impressions do you do? Maybe you got a better one than that. No, no, no. Just Mike. Only Mike. Only Perlman, man. Only Perlman. I see. Yeah. No. Well, I just wanted to call in and say that that's, we all love Ronnie, and it's, it's true to the true to the core. It was great meeting him, but hey, keep up the great work, guys. Yeah, if you ever meet Ronnie, you'll see he stays in Ronnie character pretty much. If you you do have the opportunity to run, no, because it's me, dude. I don't, I don't, I'm not used to what I'm, you see is what I'm you being get, sarcastic, okay? Ronnie. All right, do <laughs> boy piece of work. <laughs> so my it doesn't matter what you my, say. My day is fine. Don't worry. Well, I'm just curious. What comes after the show today? Like, what do you do? You got to have some breakfast. Then what? What goes after that? Uh, then I then I listen to my. I sit down and I put my earphones in. You know what I'm saying? Right. My earphones. Okay. And I listen. I listen to my Scott Schmarin shit to calm my head. Oh, is oh, that right? Uh, the oh. hypnotist. Do you really? Yeah. Scott yeah. Schmarin. Yeah. No, yeah. oh, I didn't. How long? How long does that go on for? <laughs> About thirty minutes. Most of the time, I crap out for an hour, though. Sleep? Yeah, it puts you to sleep? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I usually never hear the end of it. Wow. That guy's got a soothing voice. Yeah, it's very cool. It really calms your head. So that takes you to 11 o'clock. Then what happens? Uh, 11 o'clock? No, dude, that's 7.30 in the fucking morning (laughs) here. Oh, right. Not 11 o'clock. That's right. That's oh. right. That's right. Dude, it's 4.30 right. right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So after you, after you listen to Scott Schmieren for an hour and it's 7.30, what do you do? 
Well, that's when I usually, I'll, you know, I'll grab some breakfast or whatever. And then uh, if I got shit, I got to do like errands or whatever. I'll do that. Um, then I'll, uh, I'll chill out a little bit more, you know, relax, depending on the weather. Right. I'll go outside, you know. Why are you laughing, out. Mike? What's wrong with that? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of, it's kind yeah, of a boring day, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know what day. it sounds like? It's then, like I work out, then, I, then I work out around around twelve. The around golf. twelve. <laughs> around twelve, yeah. I go in. I go into the gym room and work out. Watch That's the nice. prices right. No, I understand out, that you, you, you know run a lot. You're a big runner, right? Don't you like to run? I'm on the treadmill, not You're on run. the treadmill, right? Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't run. like street running. I hate it. All right. I don't like the cement. Hurts my knee. And do you lift weights and stuff too? Yeah, I use a little weights. Yeah. And then after that, what happens? Then whatever I want to do. Maybe I'll do nothing. Maybe I'll watch a TV <laughs> show. You know? You could have done that you if look, you were in New York, man. Yeah, do you, you look forward it. to the day, Ron? Or are you like, oh, no, another day that I have to No, play. I like... Try to just, fill up a day. Don't, 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 don't even fucking... Don't even go I'm asking. with this I'm shit asking again <laughs> that, that I'm not happy here, okay? Don't even no, go No, not there. that you're not happy. It's like... It doesn't sound like there's a whole lot to look forward to. You know what I mean? Well, that's the whole idea of being retired. Yeah, I mean, but Nothing like I have hobbies. To look forward to. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, I heard, I heard something. Ronnie's meeting with caterers this weekend for the big oh. wedding. Yeah, you're gonna do a tasting. Gonna taste. Yeah, we're doing that fucking tasting thing Friday. I, imagine the misery on Ronnie's face when he's fucking involved with that wedding. He doesn't oh. want to go through it. Oh my god, it's torture. No, dude, huh? I don't huh? mind. I don't mind all the partying shit. You know, I don't mind being part of that. It's the whole ceremony bullshit. That's well, what that's I the whole point. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, love. okay, I could do that in five minutes somewhere. I don't have to do that in front of two hundred and something fucking people. That's another thing. You got it Why worked can't out. We you, see you get married. Well, you he will, doesn't want to show if you show up. <laughs> he doesn't want to show any emotion in front of people. He's macho. You know that's what I mean? Not, no, wanna... that's just not me. It never was. Well, yeah, because you're so fucking disconnected from emotion and stuff. That's why you're the Ronnie character. You know, with the, like, fuck you. You know, you got, you don't want to show your heart. I know this about you. You're a soft guy inside, but Dude, you know, I be know a tough that. Guy. You don't have to fucking tell me that. I know yeah. that. So you'll get it. You'll do it. Mushy, would you, you, you do it for her. This young girl is fucking your brains out. Give, putting dildos up your ass. Give her, give her her moment. I'm giving it to her, dude. I'm giving it to her. No, but don't do it begrudgingly. Her. Like, go yeah, up well, there and like, you know what, my sweet. Here's what I think you should do. You, you, I'm good advice. Sweetheart. Carmen, so don't happy. give me any advice on this, please. You, you're not the one to give me advice. I'd be like, darling, go the opposite of what the Ronnie instinct is. Just be like, darling, I am so glad all our friends and family are here. You've made me the happiest man in my life. You give me your soul. You give me your love. Perfect, am, Howard. You just keep talking. I'm recording. Write it down, dude. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to play it. This way I don't have to say shit. <laughs> no, but even your proposal to Stephanie was the angriest thing I ever heard. Open the fucking shoebox and fucking get your ring, you fuck. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, it's just... I didn't like, say just, that. No, well, you, you were close. You were, I didn't yeah. say get your fucking ring, you fuck. I didn't say that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Just like this girl is That's so not pretty. Me, dude. I, it's never been me, and I explained this to her a million times. What did you it's say just, to her? Let me hear what you're not, telling it's her. It's just not me. That's What's not you? Being I romantic? I don't know. I just don't have that feeling in me. My, that's you not do. Me. You do. With anybody. 
Stop it. Open up my closet in the office room. And get in there. Right like next to the cock ring box. Shh. Hurry up, hurry up. Let Ronnie take over. <laughs> All right. Uh, you see my hat up there? Yeah, don't knock over the dead body. It's on top of the two. It's on top of the on pair of your shoes. On, on top of the pair of sneakers. The derby hat yeah. we bought. Okay. The derby yeah. hat. My derby hat. Take out the box that's in the right sneaker. And it says Steven Singer on it. Uh oh. Open up the box. Holy shit! Is that what I think it is? No, what the fuck? They, what is it? What do you think it is? <laughs> I mean, what what kind of response is that? Is that what I think it is? Of she's course, excited. that's what you think she's it is. She's a young girl. She's 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 of a different generation, she's man. Not she's of different. This was going to happen. She's three generations down from you. Yeah. So what? What I'm saying is, this girl has given everything to you, and I've given everything to her. No, she you didn't. That. She you knows get, that. She wants me. you to get up in front of everyone and be the Ronnie of her dreams. Yeah, well. You got to go she, up there and she, go. Dude, if she hasn't realized in 16 and a half years. This song from Fiddler <laughs> on the Roof. Do you love me? Did you ever hear the song, Do You yeah, Love yeah, Me? Yeah, I, I saw Fiddler And what does the, the guy go? Then. He goes, Do I love you? Of course I love you. I've been with you. I give you everything. And, and all she wants him to say is, I love you. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's where yeah, well, you got to you, you got to open up your heart to this girl on this big wedding. You, you, I'm talking man to man to you. You're fucking yeah, up. I hear, dude. I hear you. Her parents hear are going to be there. You think they're thrilled that she's fucking some guy seventy something years old? You got to <laughs> you got to show them what it's about. They're looking at you like uh, Jesus Christ. Our daughter's spreading her legs for this geezer. But if you get up there and you go, darling, you've given me the fountain of youth. I love you. The way you're with me. The way you look. The way you move. You ever hear this love song, Something in the Way She Moves? Attracts yeah, me heard. like no other yeah. yes. lover. That's what you got to play in your head, bro. This girl has, I mean, what young girl looking for you? You hit the jackpot. You got to say, honey, I hit the jackpot with you. You got to get this shit together. What are you talking to that psychiatrist about? Well, I'm going to fire this fucking guy. Does he talk to you about love and opening up your heart to love? Yeah, we talk about shit all the time. Yeah, and what does he say? Well, he he says I got to try and be more open and uh, you yeah. know let my feelings out and shit. But yeah, uh, practice with just... me. We're up there at the fucking wedding. Oh, dude, I'm come Stephanie. On now. Look at my titties. I got my fucking dress on. I look hot. <laughs> look at my titties. <laughs> look at my titties. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. See I'll these say, things. I'll say that. Look at these bum bags. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me see those titties. <laughs> I mean, think about it. This is a girl. This is a girl who's willing to like. Bend you over and stick shit up your ass. Oh, I mean, stop it! What? What girl you think wants to look at your fucking hairy ass and stick shit in it? This is some girl you found, and she, all she's asking for is Ronnie, get up in front of my family, my friends, and your friends, and tell people why you're with me. You got to do one of these. How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach. You got to do that. This is her moment before you drop fucking dead. Thanks.
You got to do it, Ron. You got to do it for your womb. Let's practice. <laughs> Ronnie, this is the most romantic day of my life. I love you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. You're the man of my dreams. It's only a few years, honey, that you got to put up with. Oh, See, right away. <laughs> They're hard ass. Mike, what's going to be with this wedding? I don't know. Uh, you know, I, like you, I, dude, I think, dude, he, dude, you, I think he has advice, it in him. Please. I think he has it in him. He has that in him. All those thoughts. Howard. He does. I've sat with this guy. He's a very vulnerable guy. He's. I know. He's more romantic with me than he is with his woman. I know. He opens up to you. I know that. Like, yeah. I know you guys have had conversations. Like, but uh, I, I feel he's just very concerned about what other people think a lot. And I think that, that he's, that's good advice. You got to say know, fuck you to all the other people, Ronnie. Get Drop everybody the else in the room. Yeah. What you know how when we, we, you know when we're in the car alone together, Ron, and and you would like tell me shit about family and this and your feelings about your father and all that. You're a right. passionate guy. You are a sensitive guy. You and I have had very deep emotional conversations. Yeah, I know I that. Think that. I think that's but the I, Ronnie that's, that's got to come out yeah, at the I, wedding. Well, that's the dude. That's the whole thing with me. That's why I talk to a shrink. That's I just can't let that shit out. Why don't you write down how you feel and then change all the shitty words to like love, like all the vulgar words? You know, I don't know. I, I, hold on a second, Ronnie. I don't drop this thought. Oh, hey, everybody, it's Joe Pesci. How are you, Joe? Oh, how we doing, Ronnie? Why don't you fucking practice on me? Imagine I'm the woman, huh? Josephine Pesci, let's go. <laughs> Josephine. Come on, I got a yeast infection down there. I can make Zeppelins in my fucking twat. The doctor said use Monistat 7. I need Monistat 7, 8, 9, 10 for this hatchet wound. Come on. Joe, don't you think there. Ronnie's got... You know, you, Joe, you're so good with women. You, you know, I saw you with Sharon Stone. She loved you over Robert De Niro, I think. Uh, you know, uh, the guy's got to be romantic because he's a young girl, right? Young girl, vulnerable girl. She got you got to be romantic, Ronnie. Come on, practice with me. Come on, imagine I'm a fucking woman. Imagine I got these big titties. Come on, look at me, Ronnie. <laughs> what are you gonna say to me? I want to spend my wife with, life with you. I'll bend you over like a fucking hog and climb in that ass, that dirty, hairy fucking ass of yours. And you're not gonna fucking talk to me like I'm a woman. Come on, Ronnie. What would you say to my face? I want to hear your feelings. <laughs> right, Joe. Please that's talk why you're, me, sweetie. You're a good actor, and that's why because you're in touch with your feelings. So anyway, thank thank you, Joe. I think that was a good kick in the ass. You're a good yeah, man. I'll, I'll kick you in the fuck. Fucking ass, Ronnie. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. Come on, Ronnie. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Good man. What an honor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Best anyway, uh, you could get. Yeah. I think I gave you good advice, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be funny for the air. I really do believe that. Julia, you're on the air in California. Oh, well, Howard, what a privilege it is to talk to you, but oh my God, Ronnie. Ronnie, Ronnie, Stephanie is like gorgeous and beautiful, and you're so awesome. I mean, I think that I would be so excited for this wedding. I, I'm going to be married for 16 years, but gee whiz, Ronnie. He is excited. Oh he can't believe his good luck. Gee and whiz that's what, what he should say. You should say that. You should say, you know what? I'm a guy. I, I used to drive a bread truck. I have humble beginnings. Now I live in Vegas with my beautiful girlfriend. I, my life is a dream because of you, honey. That ass, her ass is actually, oh my God. I'm like, I wish I had her ass. 
The woman is gorgeous. She loves animals. Oh, my gosh. Lottie. Maybe you should say, when you shower and I see you naked. Where did she call from? She's upset. She's trying to help you. You got a lot of fans out there. You know, Ronnie, I love you so much. I've been a do. My husband and I call each other do all the time. And, um, you know, you talked about (laughs) Vegas. We were in Vegas recently, and we totally wanted to call you and DM you. Did you call me? We must have time. He's going to blow. I know Ronnie's going to blow this wedding, Julia, and everyone else. And I and my heart's breaking for his young bride because this is the one moment, even if he rehearses, you gotta write it down on a paper, even if it kills you, and you even gotta be Mr. Need Romance. To take it out, you need to take it out. Because That's right. take what out? Take the what paper. Out. Right. Read it. Oh yeah. Well I'm definitely writing it on if I do if I do anything, I'm writing it on a paper. And I'm gonna read it off the paper. Maybe one of your poems even. Maybe Ron, you go you go the funny route. Maybe to break the ice a little bit and break the awkwardness. You know, you say something funny. You know, to, just to kind of not be so serious, just so you can kind of feel more comfortable. This is. The, do you know what I mean? I'm taking advice from this guy. No, but I, you know what I'm saying. You just had a baby, Ron. What did What did you say to Mike this morning when uh, he came back from paternity leave? <laughs> what do you remember what you said? What did he say? What did he say? <laughs> he goes, hey, Mike, this is what happens when you don't keep your cock in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. I mean, yeah, that's funny, Ronnie. But, but I think like at the that, wedding, I think the reason Ronnie's dreading this wedding and having to get up in front of everybody is because he doesn't want to show his emotional side. And I'm saying Ronnie's kind well, of trying. I admit that, dude. I admit that every fucking but day. God, stop with that. It's no big deal. No one's going to laugh this at you if you. And who cares? One so let's say in time. Let's say Robin's sitting there. I'm sitting there. Mike's sitting there, and everyone's laughing at you because you're Mr. Yeah, Rowan. Well, that's that's Fuck the em. other thing. That's Fuck the other em. thing. Yeah, what? What's the other thing? No, it's, it's, that's, that's what's going to be. I know it. All right. it's going to be so a whole I'll shit be sitting show. there giggling as you're fucking professing your love. For, and what does that mean? That make you less of a man? It makes me less of a man that I can't handle it. That's what I'm telling you. You missed the fuck everybody. But you, you know what? You care what about, everybody thinks. This moment is about you and Stephanie, not anybody else. Right. I don't well, care that's, what see, else that's is great. happening in the room. That's great, gotta, Robin, because I was willing to do that, and, you know, with no, a few people. No, she wants you to it. say it. She wants you to say it in front of your friends. Yes. And you can't look at it like a humiliation. It's a celebration of your love for her. Let me tell you something. When Gary, remember when Gary got married? Yeah. <laughs> we no one laughed time. harder at Gary at his wedding than me. It was ridiculous. <laughs> he looked like there? he looked like a chimpanzee marrying a, a beauty queen. It, he, the woman was statuesque. I think this Gary <laughs> marrying this, and she we all laughed. Climbing up the steps, and then and, and then Gary. All of a sudden, Gar- she was a head taller than him. Yeah, that's right, Robin. And then Gary goes, "I love you, man." You're so beautiful. And we're cracking up. But Ronnie, we laughed hard. But you know what? Gary didn't care that it was Beauty and the Beast. He declared his love for his bride. And you know what? He's had a pretty damn good marriage. Raised a beautiful family. But were we all sitting and laughing at him? Absolutely. 
Oh my God! I, I almost needed to depend. To say. Yeah. Robin peed on the floor. She was left. <laughs> I remember uh, the head of the E Television Network, Fran Shea, was sitting next to me. I go, look at that idiot. She started to crack up. But, but it doesn't matter what I. I said. remember Richard Simmons crying, and he was like all. He was the everybody, only one, every, right? Everybody was making fun of Gary, and he's sitting there crying, right. yelling at everybody for <laughs> laughing at him. Imagine what being yelled at by Richard Simmons. Gary, I was so proud of you. He professed his love for his bride, no matter how much we made all kind of jokes. But Ronnie, Howard's right. And, and seriously, as a friend, I'm saying this. Like, I know, you, you know, we, we all bust each other's balls. You're the biggest ball buster in the world. You're the head ball buster here. But on that day, it's really, it's your day, you know, you and Stephanie say, but it's Stephanie's day. And I, you gotta oh, tune I know that. that. No, but you have to tune out. I know they're laughing at me behind me. Fuck them. Look what I'm doing here. We're going to be laughing very, very hard, Ronnie. I'm giving you reality. Gary. Oh, I know you You're going to look like the biggest douchebag on the planet. Oh, I know. Believe me, There's going to be jokes going around about the age difference, how, you know, her father and mother look younger than you. Then we're going to move into, like, your grammar. We're going to be ripping you a new asshole. Don't pay attention to that. Thanks for the help. I appreciate it. No, I'm preparing you. You know what they wanted to do to me that day? Ronnie, you know what they wanted to do to me that day? They told me, oh. and I, I, they told me afterwards because I knew they were going to fuck with me. I was looking for everything. You know, you have to kneel at a Catholic wedding. They were going to write on the bottom of my shoes, "Help me." Right? <laughs> and still, I didn't give a fuck. No, we were going to write on the bottom of Mary's shoes. You don't know. I mean, uh, we were going to throw bananas at Gary when he walked down the aisle. You don't even know what we were going to do. But Gary carried on for his bride. And I'll tell you something, Ronnie. You know what you're going to feel like? I'm going to be preparing you here. You're going to feel like there's a big neon sign over your head that says asshole. I know. Because oh, I know gonna, that. Dude, you know I, what this I mean? is all in my head already. Believe me. Okay, so listen to me. Keep in your head and then say fuck you to everyone. I am going to make the most romantic speech to my bride and tell her how fucking good it feels when I'm with her. Fucking her, breathing the same air as her, touching her, kissing her. The fact that she cares about me makes me the most honored, lucky man in the world. You got to come up with the speech of both speeches and shock the fuck out of her. Ronnie, there are no do-overs. Don't leave with any regret. Don't have don't be the next day. Go, God, I should have fucking said this. You're going to fuck this up. I know it. Surprise thanks. me. OK, I'm giving you a pep talk. I'm talking on. Listen, yeah, we were gonna yeah thanks. We, we, Gary had a lot of pressure on him. We were going to tase him as he walked down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> we know not to do that to you, but, you know, I'm just saying, dude, you got to come up with something romantic and stop worrying what what guys like 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 Mike think. do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Blit. Guys like Mike. And Blit. You're worried about <laughs> Blit and Mike. Oh, yeah, definitely worried about him. Ronnie, yeah. is, Mike still, is Mike still out? He's still not invited? No, I told you what happened with that. What, what? happened? Stephanie sent him a fucking save the date. We knew that. <laughs> right. But that doesn't mean he's invited. Mike. Uh, if you send you send somebody save the date, I mean, then you're going to Mike, were you shocked him? when you got to save the date? Yeah, I, I I thought I wasn't gonna be invited, and I got to save the date. Like, uh, you know, a couple of weeks after I get, I guess he talked about it. Yeah, a couple of weeks, but a couple of weeks after everybody what else got with, it. Well, what happened was we when we signed off the air uh, before that break in in January, she she emailed me right after the show and she asked me what my address was or my my fiance's name, 
Yeah. And I told her and then I got the I got to save the date a couple of uh, a couple of weeks later. Yeah, because I was fight. What happened was and I'm not lying about this. I forgot. She, she handed me the envelopes and I was putting the stamps and the stickers on, you know, with addresses. And I forgot to put a stamp on his envelope. <laughs> so it came it came back. <laughs> you know what you should have done? You should put save the date for something besides my wedding. <laughs> so I don't even know. Am I going? Am I, am I going or am I not going? You're going. And try know. not to look too good. That'll make Ronnie look bad. I don't no. give a shit what he looks like. Ronnie he's got looks, the big muscles. What are you going to wear to the wedding, he's Mike? You got a nice bald. tight suit to show no off. Your... I wear a suit. <laughs> Guy's got no Where fucking hair. His hairline is going back. It's in the middle of his fucking head already. I said worse, that to you. worse than mine. <laughs> uh, he's got away with the ladies, but uh, all right. Look, um, I just hope you come through romantically for your woman. You gotta. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm trying to tell you, you gotta do it. Mm -hmm. You gotta muster up the courage. What if right. you hypnotize yourself a little bit before you go down yeah, there, Ronnie? Got you know, like to do something. Like to Mike you. Tyson used to hypnotize himself before. I mean, his trainer used to hypnotize him before fights. You know, just so he went in there and he and he took care of what he needed to take care of. Why don't you go hypnotize yourself to be this loving, like a, like a Howard guy, like a, you know, like say, say everything that Howard just said. Yeah, look, look, look. Then you go in there, like Howard. Look at how, and like you can, Howard. and you can tune everybody <laughs> else out. But be like Howard. Go ahead. I'm yeah. just saying. He's well, way with, Ronnie, he knows what he's, he's saying, saying what like he's what doing. I just said. I'm not fucking Howard, okay? That's but, not me. But you can tell Smash Marathon. I'm not Howard. Funny. I'm telling you, I do that shit because my psychiatrist taught me how to do that. And then you can tune everybody else out too. That'll yeah. tune everyone else out. You won't be distracted. You won't laugh. You won't do any of that. Can I ask you a question? Do you love Stephanie? Yes. Okay. What's your definition of love? Seriously. Um, that I care about everything she does, that we're happy together, that, you know. Is that love? We have, we have a great, we have a great sex life. We have a great, uh, is that we love? Talk. We, we have, uh, we talk, we can talk about anything together. You know, is that love? I think so. That doesn't sound like love. It sounds like you like the sex. And you no, like I having didn't just company. Say only sex, dude. Don't even, you could have said all those things that. about me, minus the sex. I mean, you like my company. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, is that love? What he is can love talk to you? To you about anything. <laughs> What's it like to be in love with a woman? To always want to be with her. Ah, and we're getting at something. Why do you want to be with her? Ah, uh, because I love being with her. I love. What do you love everything. about being with? What's so great about being with her as opposed to someone else? She's funny. Um, funny how? She she's funny. You know, huh, huh? She, she cares about people. <laughs> she cares about people. She cares about animals. She cares. She cares about everybody. She, she that's uh -huh. the kind of person she is. All right, so listen to me. Let's convert that into a speech. I love being near you, and the reason I love being near you is you make me laugh. You light up the room when you walk in. The way you smile, the way you care about everyone. My heart melts when you're near me. I can't wait to start my day with you. I, I, I spend every day with you and all I want is more. You're the reason I want to be alive. I don't want to miss a moment with you. How's that for romance? Lovely. But, 
Am I wrong? Why can't you say that? Say that? Couldn't you say that? But she knows that's not me. I don't talk like that. Uh, Who cares? Uh, Open up your heart. She you think it's your bullshit. Mind? <laughs> what? <laughs> it is bullshit? <laughs> no, she'll Who cares what bullshit. she thinks? Tell her what you think. Dude. It depends on how confidently you say it, too. Listen, why am I listening to what he's talking about? This guy's smart. This you know women go crazy this. for this guy. He knows well, about it. It'll take some coaching yeah. from when the guy. Why, because he's younger? Woman, you were crazy for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is your buddy. He's trying to help you. Don't take it as a criticism. Yeah, what else? What would you say? Yeah, what did you say, Mike? Just say it confidently. If you say it confidently, and, and it, it doesn't matter what anybody else says or thinks, you're going to go up there and you're going to say it. If, if if you kind of submit to what everyone else is is is, is and, and you get self conscious, then then it's gonna it's gonna show and how you it's gonna you're gonna hear it. If you go up there confident and you feel this way and you say it, it's gonna you know, come Steven across. Steven Tyler, though. right? You love Aerosmith, Ronnie. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question, yeah. Perlman? Yeah, go Seriously. ahead. Oh, Perl go Perlman, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Perlman, Perlman. You give me all Absolutely. this advice. Give me all this advice, right? Right. But let me ask you a question. So you just you just came back from where? Where were you? You were going Nowhere. for a while. I was here. Doing what? Paternity leave. Okay, okay. So you just had a baby, right? Yeah. Okay. You're giving me all this advice. How come I haven't gotten to save the date from you? You'll get one. Of course you'll get one. No, but how, I, I don't I don't see it. I, you know, how come it's taking so long to happen? I mean, I didn't plan a, a wedding. You, and you, have, you, a, you have a baby. You, you have took a baby. seven years, dude. You have a baby with this girl and... Everything you took, you took seven years, How, man. You know what? Why are you giving me advice now? That's all I'm asking. Uh, Maybe it, you should take your own advice. What, but, but the advice I'm giving you is how to talk when you when you're exchanging vows. Yeah, but that. How do you how do you tell me about this kind of shit when you haven't done it? You were at my first wedding, dude. Yeah, I know. I know that. I would say. How did he do? Did he open up his heart to his bride? You know what's funny? I, 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 at that wedding, no, I don't even think no, he, no, no. I don't even think he, he was <laughs> laughing the whole time. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it didn't last. Oh my goodness! <laughs> He's another character, like but I'm you. Saying, for, for, if I, you know, when I do get married to to, to my fiance now, I I will. I feel that way about her. What are you going to say to her? Things. What are you going to say? Help Ronnie out. Show him how she, to do it. She, she, you know, she's the same kind of girl too. She just, she, you know, she gives me peace of mind. She's always there for me. She's a great mom. Um, she's really good to my family. Um, it, it, you know, I, I'm just, I'm very, very, uh, grateful to have her. Um, you, you know, you, you be yourself. Say how you feel. That you wasn't know, great. Romantic it wasn't great, but okay, listen, you know what Steven Tyler... I, I, I'm going off the so top. You got, I'm, just, I'm quoting Steven Tyler, who to me writes some of the greatest romantic songs. And he goes, don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep. And now here's the kicker. Why doesn't he want to close his eyes and fall asleep? Because I'd miss you, baby, and I don't want to miss a thing. I got fucking chills. I don't think I he mean, wrote that. I don't give a fuck. He sang it. <laughs> it's a beautiful... He wasn't afraid to say it. I don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> Robin, who wrote it? I don't know. Fred will tell you. Diane Warren. I, 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 Diane, yeah, Diane Warren. By the way, my <laughs> other lyric would be, I love sticking my cock in her ass and cheeks 
like a hot dog. <laughs> what song is that? That's not Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Walk This Way with a Cock in Your Ass. <laughs> I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Now that's fucking romantic. Watch your smile while you're sleeping. Yeah. While you're far away and dreaming. You know, Ronnie, when you were driving the bread truck. What's with the bread truck? I'm trying to get you into the mood. Imagine picture Stephanie. Uh, how does that get me into the mood driving a bread truck? That you would, she would be your dream girl to fuck her. That's where you got to put your head. Every moment spent with you is a moment I try. I know where I have to put my head. Don't worry. All yeah. right. <laughs> right on a clit. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a pig eating an apple. <laughs> <laughs> Take my hand. Take my whole life, too. I can't help falling in love with you. You're getting married by Elvis. Sing some Elvis lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, but that's phony. You, you can't. It's phony. It's yeah, the way well, you feel. You're just afraid to express. No, but that's phony. I'm using some guy's fucking song. I mean, that's, well, that's write your own my, song. You're a poet. That's not my words. Well, use a poem then. That you Maybe wrote. I will. Maybe All I will. Right. Okay. I'm, 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 working, I'm working on one. That's it's kind of like yeah, free form. Yeah. I tits. will be. Stephanie's tits are like snowflakes. They're meaty. They're mushy. They're soft, nipple-tipped snowflakes with nipples you can suck on until the areolas get so hard they can poke your eye out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Stephanie, I will love you when one tit is big and even if the other one shrivels like a Dunkin' Munchkin, I will still love you till the day I die, which might be next month. <laughs> wow. Now that's poetry. Yep. Awesome. Well, all right. Listen. See, now. that's the guy to take advice from. Right. Well, Ron, uh, yeah, I'm excited for you. Let's hope everything works out all right. Everything will be of, fine. Listen to a couple of Beatles songs. Listen to the Righteous Brothers. You are my heart and soul inspiration. You're all I got to get me by. Without you, baby, what good am I? Righteous Brothers. Beautiful fucking lyric. It is. It's a great song. Yep. Yeah. That's weird. You yeah. got to put your, your mind on this. Or maybe that Otis Redding song, you know? Sitting in the dock of the bay. Sitting <laughs> under my cock with the with the bay. <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Put my cum inside your A-S-S. Oh, that is my Fuck it. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. (laughs) How do I love thee? Let me count the ways. One. Two. (laughs) What comes after two? (laughs) I can't draw a clock. I'm fucked. (laughs) To me, the the greatest love song, something by the beat, something in the way she moves, attracts me like no other lover. Yeah. Something in the way she woos me. I don't want to leave her now. You know I believe in how... I mean, this is where you got to put your mind. Put that on the on the uh, that music on and start writing your your vows. Don't fuck this up. Don't want to leave her now. I'll milk your tits like a cow. Moo 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 moo. 
<laughs> you know, you're a bad influence, uh, Ronnie. I Puppet. know, I know. I know, I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. Dates. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna turn around. I'm gonna turn around and see that at the chair in a chair. <laughs> yeah, you love chair and I love chair. So there you go. You know it's so great. I'm looking at the Ronnie puppet, and he has a set like it's. He's got Ronnie's exact room on his yeah. wall. It's no, I don't have Dean Kane hanging on my wall. <laughs> well, okay, there's a couple of different things. It's so great. I'll lend it to if you want. And he's got the yeah. undershirt like Ronnie used to wear too. Yeah, on his yeah. Uh, color coded. Do you believe in love after come after come after come after come? <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I'm uh, I'm happy for you, Ron. I just don't want to see you blow your big moment. I think it's time you kind of you know really got romantic, especially in front of Stephanie's parents. They're going to want to see that. Nobody wants to see you fucking around. You said have I was going to fuck around. I, I, I don't know. I know you're going to get embarrassed and you're going to say some dumb shit. You got to fucking be in the zone, pal. I'm doing this for your good. By the way, I'd like to thank you, the parents, for your teardrop titties. Titties are <laughs> perfect. They make you cry. They're like sexy pears with nipples. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna thank her parents for her titties. <laughs> for her titty, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, Ronnie Puppet, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Mike. Thank you. Ronnie. We're all, all thank, you for, thank you for all the advice, Perlman. You got it. I'm here yeah. for you, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I can <laughs> yeah. be like your uh, consigliere through all this. Uh, just, that's just what I need. <laughs> right. Well, Mike, thank you for helping Ronnie. I think it was. You got it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Here thanks. You. Thanks, Mike. Right. And if, I also want to writes... thank. What? I want to thank Stephanie's parents for handing their little girl over to this old sex monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Godzilla with goat weed. Yeah. <laughs> Godzilla with goat weed. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'll put him up there. <laughs> I'll just stand there. I'll put him, let him talk. Great. What's the budget for the wedding up to? How, uh, what are we up to? Hey, hey. I don't mean to aggravate you, but is it crazy? I don't know. Crazy yeah, number. He doesn't even want to look. I don't. I. I, I don't over one hundred fifty thousand. No, no, no. Over a hundred thousand. I don't know. Oh boy. I might That's have nice to sell all my sex toys off to pay for the DJ. <laughs> uh. Hey, yay! You might have to come out of retirement, go back to work for me. Spending so much money. Imagine that, Ronnie. Back I am working for you still, right here. I know, but you know what I mean. Real work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All right. There you All go, right. Robin. Now you got an update on Ronnie. Haven't yes. I'm sorry he's struggling so much with something that's so important. I think I was good with him, though. I think I could give him some good you advice. Knew, you, you gave him great advice. Yeah. I don't know how he's going to get himself to do it. He has this whole thing about, that's not me. Yes, it is you if you say it. By the way, I think my gentle manner, too, is also good. And I and I also like how when I'm advising Ronnie, I clobber Gary over the head with uh, <laughs> 
very proud of myself. But Ronnie, uh, Gary was a good example. He knew what was yep. going to happen. He knew everyone was goofing on him, and he did a beautiful job. I told he him his wedding was one of the most. Care. <laughs> yes. His wedding was one of the best, and the food was good, too. I remember being grateful for that. Go to these weddings, the food is shitty. He had a buffet from an Italian restaurant in Brooklyn. That food was endless. And it wasn't any of this sit down waiting for the wait. I'm always at the table at a wedding where it's the last fucking guy to be served. I don't know if people are goofing <laughs> on me or what, but I'm sitting there watching every asshole eat. They're already done. You get down the table on the table is already the salad. So I gobble yes. that up. And, and it's so funny. My, my wife even says, maybe you should wait for everyone to start eating. I go, I, I'm eating now. I'm hungry. I had to sit through that <laughs> bullshit. And now, and I start attacking my salad and it's gone. Yeah. Cause and the salad's that. got three mouthfuls. Yeah, a three mouth, and then that dinner roll they put on the plate with it. And uh, then you wait like two hours till they get out. They're always incompetent at these that weddings. That entree, I don't know what they're doing back there, but it takes forever. By the time I get the entree, it's fucking ice cold. <laughs> Sit there, and I'm like, oh, what am I doing here? But you walked into Gary's, he says, you know what, man? He had like... Those tins with the fucking heater, the candles underneath them. Yeah. And it was like 50 from a good Italian restaurant. And you just go. And I remember just loading my plate up with ziti. Now, when you remember the food from a restaurant, I yep. mean, the food from a wedding that was what? 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Yeah. I'm telling you, it was the best wedding I ever went to with no nonsense. <laughs> And I think I was so happy about being full and having a good meal that I actually got up and danced. Yes, you did. Yeah. It was a good wedding. And Gary didn't give a shit what people thought about him. Uh, this is Kevin. Kevin, you're on the air. What's up? Oh, hey. Good morning, Howard. Hey, now. Morning. Hey, hey now. I just wanted to um, say that I'm the DJ from Kansas that had that big trailer, and I've been talking with Ronnie for years and years and just saying i'd be there for him in dealing with ronnie he was super professional great communication he's not the guy you always see on the radio and i just wanted to throw out a thumbs up to ronnie hope the best for them and i hope everything what did you deal you mean he was going to hire you to be a dj yes sir well that's the that was the goal i was letting him know i would be there for him and do everything he needed and he didn't hire you no, he, he said he's got a friend there in Vegas now, and, you know, I drive, no problem. I take time off to go out there and do it for him, but he just wanted to uh, go with a friend, is what he said. But, again, the dealings were great. Ronnie was fantastic, and I just I just wanted to say no hard feelings, and I hope the best for him. All right. Well, I know what well, Ronnie Well, why can Ronnie be out of character and be professional and calm with this guy, but he can't do it for Stephanie? Well, well, maybe you guys just bring out the best in him. <laughs> He's afraid what we think. No, dude. The, he is. The guy, he, he, the Ronnie guy. worships me. Let, let, let me level with you. <laughs> Ronnie worships me. He's worried what I think. I'm telling him, Ronnie, I'm giving you the go-ahead to be the romantic fool you should be. What are you doing, dude? What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. You're I, always afraid what I, I think. Don't I'm telling you, you, you I, don't, I, I know on the dude, air I'm I don't a hard worship ass. you, dude. I you don't do. know why you think that. Dude, you do I everything I do. I think you're a great I think you're a great guy. I always said that. No, but you I worship, don't worship you. I you don't can be honest you. about it. 
You worship. No. <laughs> he does. You love. You admire me. You love me. Yeah, I do. You're- I do for what I. I admire you for what you do. Right. That's exactly but, what I'm saying. You admire but, uh, me. Yeah, but not not like a, like I want to be you. The way you make it Nobody sound is I want to be you. I didn't say no, that. He said he said he it. Wor- many you times. worry about what I think. I'm giving no, you the green times, light, Robin. You know he, he said it many me. times. Please. All right, he's embarrassed. I'm embarrassing you. You're I'm right. You don't embarrass. Embarrass. I, you don't worship me. You're right. Listen, you're right. You're right. I, I've told I've told this story to many people. Uh, going back 1981. Even before 1981, I said... When you started writing look, me those crazy letters? No, 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 no. This is before oh. I wrote you crazy... Before you fuck. wrote anything? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Before I wrote anything. <laughs> Obviously, my letter was... It was a good letter, and it wasn't in fucking crayon, number one. Okay. Number two, I used to say to people... I used to listen to you in the afternoon on NBC, and I said... To, I used to say to people... I could have people call in and tell you this. I say to, I used to say to people, someday I will work for this guy. I will work with him. And I made right. it happen. Right. All right. All right. I, I thought, you know. What? Well, you almost blew what? it with those letters. <laughs> My Let agent. Com- Let her. All right. All right. I'm not going to get letter. into it. All right. Congratulations yeah, okay. on the wedding. Yeah. Right. Let's thanks. leave it. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the All DJ, right. this you. DJ guy, he want, he wanted to come from Kansas, from Kansas <laughs> with a trailer. <laughs> you know what that's trail, about. With a, with a trailer to, to, to DJ my wedding. And you know what he's up to. He wants to be hanging with us. Right. You know, right. Right. I got yeah, this Kevin well. the DJ. You handled yeah. it well. And it, it was great. I mean, the guy was trying to be, you know, nice and everything, but I, you know. You, re- I, you I saw just, through his, uh, his, his act. Not, right. not that I, I saw it. How does, how is this guy going to come all the way from fucking Kansas to do a wedding? Because he wants to be part of the show. You, you read the signals right. He was probably offering to do it for like nothing, right? No, he wanted, at first he told me he was going to do it for free. Exactly. Yeah. And I said, I, you know, I've told, he's not the only one I've told. I don't want anything for free. Right. I don't care. I mean. You get what you pay for, pal. I'm Imagine going, I'm this going, guy. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going. We'll be sitting there listening to some shitty video. music. All right. Well, oh, actually, see, I shouldn't say that because I'm not, it's me and her paying for it. We're paying right. for it together. Who is? Me and Stephanie. Gee, you're a prize. What do you mean she's paying for it? We're all, well, we're putting, we, we have an account that we put money into and we're doing it together. Did you be a gentleman and pay for this? You're going to take her fucking money that she works for the She wants to do it. That's the, that's the kind of I don't care she what is. she wants. My wife says to me all the time, I'm paying for this. And I go, get the hell out of here. I got to get over there. You know what? He's away from me. That's the problem. And you're not helping so, him at all yeah, because no. you're not in the car with him hearing all right. these things. I, I would say to him, Ronnie, she's saying that, but you step up. Stop it. You're not going to make her pay for it. I mean, my God. I got to get a hold of you. You're out of my influence. That's the problem. You're, you're yeah, okay. nuts over there. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ron. Later. Do the right thing. Pay for the wedding. Gonna make her pay for half the wedding. When a girl says to you, you know what? I want to pay. That means I don't want to pay. <laughs> That's what that means. How come I got to spell that out for him? 
where pe- she's paying for the wedding. But Ronnie uh, misses every signal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, like if she said, "You know what, darling? This is going to be the happiest day of my life. I want to, I want to pay for this." That's right. Forget it. Don't Forget. you dare. You know, fuck you. This is so expensive. All right, I'll pay for half of it. Good. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Get to work. Uh, oh my god. Ronnie needs constant guidance from me. No wonder he worships me. He's lost right. out there in Vegas. <laughs> he is. No, I'm not lost. He's lost. <laughs> not lost. Wandering Jew. All right, listen. Uh, Happy Passover. Yeah. Uh, Poor woman. She's wanted to get married to this guy for the last 10 years. Now, she, now she'll do anything it takes. I'll pay yeah. for it, Ronnie. Yeah. You yeah. don't even have to take a dime out of your pocket. I'll pay for it. <laughs> okay. Fuck you. <laughs> what is this? The Dave Matthews Band is the first and only act to win the fan vote for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and not get inducted. <laughs> what? what the fuck? What is yeah. that all about? Just they didn't like it. They rejected like it. the fan vote? I, that's what it says here. I mean, I'm reading it. The fan so vote is meaningless. What? The what? fan vote is meaningless. Oh, I mean, they, they give the fans a vote to make the fans feel. I think the fan vote counts for like one percent or like one uh, ballot or something. You know, something silly like that. Right. Well, fuck it. Then don't ask. <laughs> yeah, I was watching. Um, I, like I said earlier this morning, I was so of course. I don't know what, what you want to say about uh, Trump's speech last night. And the, I don't know what you want to say about what's going on in New York and everything. But there are some funny aspects to it. I mean, it's kind of weird. It was like the Met Gala for shitheads. Not that the Met Gala isn't for shitheads, but uh, lower Manhattan yesterday. You had uh, a couple of like a couple of like prominent uh, Trump supporters come down but, I don't think they really, you know, when you're in Manhattan, you got to, you know, people are uh, not going to put up with that shit. You know what I mean? So like George You Santos, mean they thought they was, they were coming to some great Trump <laughs> yeah. rally where it'd be like it is yeah. everywhere yeah. else? <laughs> yeah, because like George Santos showed up and Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, the Naked Cowboy were there. I didn't know the Naked Cowboy was a big Trump fan. I think he's a conservative. Yeah. Guy who runs around naked in his own, well, he's got <laughs> underwear on. He's not fully nude. We've had him on the show a couple of times. Nice guy, you know. Is he, he still Christian. looking good in that underwear or, you know, because he's getting up there in age. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the guy was like a young, muscular guy who, like, even in winter would wear his underpants and cowboy boots with a guitar and, like, sing. And yeah, I guess you're supposed to give him some money. Um, or you can take pictures with him in his underpants. And pay for and that, I guess. I guess he made a pretty good living doing that. It's fucking crazy, I know. But that's New York, you know. You come to New York and a guy running around in his underwear can make a living. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it, it was shocking to me too, but um but New Yorkers don't give two shits about Marjorie Taylor Greene and what she has to say. She she grabbed a megaphone, which was a shitty megaphone, and they just I mean, you couldn't even hear what the hell she was saying. <laughs> like everyone was just like ignoring and the mayor Adam. It's like a big loud mouth, you know. Well, you allow crime in your streets, and you send your henchmen down here to commit assault against people by making loud noises, assault against police officers who are doing their jobs. 
trying to keep things civil, trying to keep peace. <laughs> Talking to, to no one. Democrats are the party of violence. They say she, she got back in her car real quick and kind of split yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, apparently she didn't stay long. Yeah. She was on 60 Minutes. I don't know if you saw that, but she was saying that Trump was like um, a lot of famous people went to jail. Trump is like Jesus and Nelson Mandela. Yeah, I've heard these comparisons to Jesus. And even he's now saying it. They're, you know, this is the same kind of persecution that Jesus went through. And I said, wait a minute, there are a couple of things missing. (laughs) Let's really treat you like Jesus. And you, no, I'm only kidding. (laughs) Well, by the way, I mean, (laughs) yes, it's true. Nelson Mandela went to jail, but also so did Jeffrey Epstein, Adolf Hitler and Jared Fogler from the subway. I mean, if you want to list, you know, list people who went to jail. Lots of famous people have been to jail. Yeah. The, my favorite part of this whole thing is the dude who runs the National Enquirer. His name is Pecker. And then the newscasters yeah. keep talking. And I feel like Beavis and Butthead because every time they say Pecker, I'm like, <laughs> you know, like a, <laughs> I love that. You know, they go Pecker said. And, I'm, and I go every time my wife sees me giggling, I go, <laughs> Pecker. <laughs> Why didn't that dude just change his name? If my last name was Pecker, I would just say fuck it. I'm. I mean, it, I don't is he care if it's British? My... Because he might have grown up, and Pecker wasn't the same thing in my... England where he grew up, and then he came to America, and it was, you know, just oh, <laughs> you're named after a Pecker. <laughs> well, I'm like, well, at least my, at least, at least his last name wasn't Cock. Like that would be worse. <laughs> like what's worse than Pecker Cock? David Cox said, (laughs) even like if you have the last name Cox, it's hard, you know, like Courtney Cox. That's a tough name. But she's so hot that like no one made fun of her. But I'm sure David Pecker. Pecker was exposed today, you know, like all of a sudden. (laughs) 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 There was like a reading this statement of facts. This seems like it's a story told by Michael Cohen and David Pecker. Pecker and Cohen uh, working in tandem on all of these. It seemed to be a rinse and repeat relationship for Cohen and Pecker. Pecker. Cohen and Pecker. Pecker is the guy. Um, because in the federal case, there was a lot of back and forth with Pecker about what he would do or not do. And Pecker presumably does not have the same infirmities that Michael Cohen would have as a witness. We don't yet know what Pecker would say. If we don't know those details. Uh, Pecker will be a person that everyone wants to try to interview right now. Pecker. Hey, Robin, interview my Pecker. <laughs> what, would, what would your pecker say? Pecker looked limp after today's proceedings. <laughs> Pecker's pecker is not talking. Pecker is standing tall. <laughs> so great. And I. I I knew a dude that worked for the National Enquirer, and he said the one thing David Pecker hates is when people make fun of his name. So, like, and you don't want to fuck with that guy because oh, he'll he'll screw he'll you, fuck up. you up. He'll yeah, he'll get his revenge, dude. He'll just write shit about you and never let up. You know, just write until it comes true. It is interesting. Like, if you're friends with David Pecker, 
Like he will catch and kill stories for you. He will, you know, he will go to the mat for you. I, I wonder, like he really loves Trump. I got to say because you know, Pecker, well, it's usually a quid pro quo with the Inquirer. You give them something, mm. and they'll take care of you. Like the, it's really like a ward off. You want me not to write that story? Give me a better story. Yeah, and Trump's the kind of guy who, if he hears something, he'll get right on the phone to you. It's so funny. Uh, Donald and Melania were at my wedding, and um, we we said to everyone, "Hey, the wedding's going down. We're having it over at Le Cirque. We we rented out the restaurant. Please, you know, don't don't tell anyone because there were a lot of famous people coming, and and and, and so when the night the the wedding, there was a shitload of paparazzi there taking pictures of the guests." And I was like, geez, someone squealed. Someone called the press or something. And then I went up to Donald at the wedding and we're talking and he goes, do you love all the press? I called him. I called him this afternoon. Uh, I told him that I'm going to the wedding. I go, Donald, you don't even you're not have to, to do an investigation. He, no, he no, there was no, <laughs> he fessed right up. I go, dude, I was trying to keep it quiet. He goes, oh, you love it. Come on. It's so exciting. All the people taking pictures. This is so funny. I go, oh, Donald did it. I wasn't pissed or anything. But I'm sure, like, if you tell Donald something, he'd call the National Enquirer and say, look, here's something about Stern or one of these people. Well, he used to plant stories about himself when he wanted to become famous. Yeah. Because there's this whole thing about using a a fake voice that sounded just like Donald and saying he wasn't Donald Trump. He used another name and he'd call reporters and give them stories. Yeah, I would never say anything bad about David Pecker, though, man. That guy's a powerful dude. I mean, I know he sold the National Enquirer, but I'm sure he could pick up the phone and ruin your life. You know, I'm sure he knows everybody in that business. Yeah, I love that. And needs and has some favors that are still out there that people need to pay. I just said I love Pecker. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I talked over that. Yeah, I mean, come on. You're supposed to laugh. (laughs) Pecker is awesome. Pecker is the great. <laughs> I got to watch what I say, too. Whatever I, I was telling my Vietnam stories the other day, and the guys made a phony phone call where they used my Vietnam stories. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I called into some show. They thought I was a complete psychopath. It was some show, it was some show that, like, celebrates manliness. Oh, it's, there's it's a show like, like that? Yeah, there's a show for everything now on the internet. These guys go on and they're like they're super masculine and you know they're into masculine stuff and so the guys took all my Vietnam stories and called into the show and they should have been right up their alley. Uh, yeah, well, I was too manly for them. They fucking got rid of me. I was way too manly. Listen to this. He got in an accident. He T-boned some fucking girl in a car, and I guess it was his fault. And I guess. She- See what I mean? How manly they are. They're like, hey, yeah, we yeah. fuck these chicks and T-bone, whatever T-bone. What is I don't know. He T-boned a girl in yeah. some car. Yeah, well, we taught them a lesson. I was way too masculine for them <laughs> with my Vietnam stories. Yeah, this guy fucked that chick. And for, yeah, let's take another masculine phone call. Oh, wait. You want masculinity? You're looking at Mr. Masculine right here. He got in an accident. He T-boned some fucking girl in a car, and I guess it was. His- yeah. By the way, that's the way to be manly. You, you don't ever say like, "Hey, I had sex with some girl." You go, "I T-boned this fucking girl." You know, she's always a fucking girl. I T-boned that fucking girl. Like, like she's like a. This guy's like probably she's a an daughter. Object. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck, I fucked her like pussy. I used a toaster. I yeah, yeah. Some girl. I I used the toaster, made some toast, and then I fucked the shit out of this girl. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking girl. Anyway, I don't know. They're talking about a car accident or something. Mashed yeah, in the uh, car. apparently they were yeah. having sex in the car and there was an accident. I guess the girl <laughs> sued him. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that manly. He got in an accident. He T-boned some fucking girl in a car. And I guess it was his fault. And I guess she's in real bad shape. Oh, oh. Anyway, yeah. Welcome to another edition of Man Talk. I believe we got Jeff on the phone already. Jeff, how you doing, man? Hello? Hello? Hey. I don't like to talk about it, but I was in the Vietnam War. Oh, yeah. Wow. I served my country. Your, Thank you for your service. service. Yeah. We were all teenagers back then. I was there for the, yes. the draft when they did it with the lottery numbers. The Pyongyang Trail. What? What happened there? Pyongyang is a little uh, village just uh, southeast of Pyongyang. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know that. The name doesn't really ring a bell. Maybe they had a lot of them called The Trail. Yeah. But I do remember something about The Trail. I remember I was like, walking along the Pyongyang Trail. And then we found uh, Pyongyang, the village. And we wiped out the whole village. Every, but some children we left to live. Wow. But uh, very few. Oh, wow. Hey, they opened fire. Hey, what are you going to do? And I remember I was kind to them because um, their parents were laying there dead. I said, you know, Jesus. it's not so bad. You can remove their eyeballs and play marbles with them. Holy and God. the kids did. They did, and they had good time. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. That's crazy. Yeah, I just, Unreal. I can't even imagine. I did what my country asked of me. Yeah. You guys are doing anything you can to survive. I remember I... Uh, I killed the mother and father, and the kids were left there crying. And I, oh my God. I stuffed the parents with um, leaves from the trees, and I made dolls what? for the kids so they wouldn't miss their parents. Oh Jesus! They look so lifelike. Jesus um, Christ! Uh, so let's change the subject. I remember the time I took out a mother's throat. Oh wait! And I let her kids use it as a slinky. Wow. That's some gruesome hey, shit. Uh, why are we still talking about that? And believe it or not, it walked down three flights of stairs. <laughs> wow. On its own. You got to get off. And it. the kids are happy. You got to get off that topic. I had compassion. Yeah, well, you got issues. We anyway. took the parents' entrails and we let oh. the kids jump rope with them. You want to shut up? And they were happy. Shut up. You know, I killed a guy once. I cut his throat. And hey. then I turned him into a Pez Oh, we lost it. Oh, well. What can I tell you? Okay. Oh, God, what a drag. There you have it. Very strange. I was going to thank him for his service, but I guess he's gone now, huh? Yeah, that guy's gone. Right. We, are, we are out of time, everybody, so have a great right. Saturday God bless night, everybody. everybody. Thank you for your service, man. Yeah. Bye-bye. I outmanned those manly men, man. I, I ruined all their man fun, <laughs> turned them into pussies. Yeah, I uh, stuffed these uh, parents, uh, the, uh, these dead parents with leaves and made them dolls so the kids wouldn't feel so bad. Uh, we got to go. <laughs> I ruined all the man. that fun. last guy who runs and <laughs> says, oh, I was going to thank him for his service. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Way to thank me. stories? <laughs> Way to thank me. You hung up on me, you fuck. <laughs> I'm manly times a thousand. You guys think you have a manly show? I mean, give me a break. Hey, Casey, what up? 
Um, so T-boning doesn't have anything to do with a sexual position. It's the way that the car, like in a, in a car wreck, it's the way that the car hits the other car. Oh. T-boning is when you hit. A, <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty say. cool. Yeah, I didn't know what that was, but it was like, yeah, he was yeah, I don't either, fucking but girl. Why is yeah. it? Why is it the fucking girl all the time? Because it's yeah. man show. It's a man talk. You got And so the only thing you can do to pr- prove your manhood is to put down women. Of course, it's oh. manliness one on one. What's the matter with you? <laughs> but I put those guys in their place with my. Guys, like, thank you for your service. I go, yeah, I um, pulled the eyeballs out of the parents and let the kids play marbles with them. He goes, thank you for your service. Like. No, thank you for your war crimes. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. I I turned a woman's Can't throat and we was get slinky. off this subject. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking. I'm opening up. It's very painful. Yeah. Anyway, um oh, so you know, it was kind of a zoo down in um New York yesterday. It was crazy because there was so much activity around Trump, but the, the most interesting thing was was uh, 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 Michael Rappaport, friend of the show, of course. So he's out on the street. I don't know what he was doing, but some reporter gets a hold of him and starts interviewing Michael Rappaport. He was you know, down there just by chance, he went, or did no, he? No, he went down, down there. He went down oh, there to okay. just fucking you know carry on and stuff. And some of the Trump supporters try to interrupt his interview. Uh huh. And uh, oh, he just he fucking went. Maybe he just said, "Hey, I tell you what, pal." Come back, back uh, outside, outside of where these cameras are. I'll beat the shit out of you. You know. Oh my god! You shut them right down. You know they weren't used to that. You know, they, you know <laughs> these are big boys who you know they're coming down here with the uh, you know the. They expect everybody else to be quiet. Yeah, right, right. Well, Rappaport, he but and they backed right off. Check out Rappaport. I want to just uh, elaborate on your feelings about the day. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic day. You know, they're used oh to getting yelled at by nerdy, you know, glasses wearing kind of liberals, but Rappaport, like, put them right down. What was going on? What were you doing down there, Michael? Hey, Howard. Um, hey. Listen, to be to, to be totally honest, and, you know, 99.9% of the time when I call on the show, you know, I, I like to have a good time and, you know, break balls and all that stuff. But to be totally genuine and honest, you know, I have been so frustrated, so sick, so just just disturbed by everything that's gone on in the last few years with Trump and the Marjorie Taylor Greene and all these people. And, you know, a lot of times uh, throughout the years, I've missed things in New York uh, because, I, you know, I used to be in California more often. And I was just like, I have to go. I have to go and just see it. I have to go and just be around it. So I went down there. And, you know, there was a part of me that was like, you know, you shouldn't go because there's always one asshole that, you know, might say anything. But I was like, I have to go. I have to go. So I took the train down there. I went down there. 
And for the most part, you know, what, what you were articulating uh, about the vibe was, was right. And, um, you know, I just had to be down there. And, you know, 99.9% of the people were cool. Everybody was chill. And then these two freaks that literally smelled like cat shit. You know that smell. You're, you're a cat owner. They literally smelled like cat shit. They started chirping, blah, 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 blah. And I was trying to ignore it and, you know, whatever. And then I just was like, you know, like you heard what I said. You know, I was like, you know, like, because they were like, leave, leave. I was like, I'm not fucking leaving. And then I said, you know, you, I was like, I was, you know, I was, I was amped up. And, and I'm not a tough guy. I'm not a instigator. Like, I talk shit. I like to have fun on the show and all that stuff. But I don't consider myself a tough guy. I don't look for trouble. I'm not a troublemaker. I'm not. And a, what I like, and what I liked is you went right into, uh, you know, which is your free bird fucking someone in the ass i mean you always go to that but you you know you were doing it right to their face i'm gonna f take you back and fuck you in the ass and these guys these, they were probably hillbillies from out of town they were probably like oh shit this guy's Boy, gonna fuck us in, in new york <laughs> yeah, they, yeah like this is a hey because you know i said you know because they were saying this stuff and i was like then i was just like let's let's go around the corner let's let's take a walk around the corner like let's go around the right. corner like i was i was in that mindset and Why I, didn't they go? They're such tough guys, right? And, that's, busy and that's when I and that's when I said, "Suck my dick." And then I quoted the great Mike Tyson, who I'm sure he's not uh, proud of this quote. Who once uh, uh, told the reporter, uh, "I will uh, 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 fuck you in my ass and make you my girlfriend until you like it." And I actually said to quote <laughs> the great Mike Tyson. So, uh, but when I said that, and when I said, "Let's take a walk around the corner," I knew they didn't want they didn't want to actually have a fight. That's when I was like, you know. Like I'm, 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 I'm going to talk to you in the most disrespectful way. That, that yeah, they back, like, they back down quick. I mean, how big were these guys? They were, they were, they were my size. I mean, they were, wow. they were not little guys. And you know, again, I just want to say again, and I hate to you know repeat myself. I don't consider myself tough. I am not a tough guy. I don't look to for any of that stuff. You know, I sound the way I sound because that's the way New Yorkers sound. You know, but I don't look for fights. I'm not a fighter. And, you know, like my persona on the show and my persona on social media is one thing, but it's not like I think I'm like a bad. I mean, you were talking to those guys like they were Baba Booey. I mean, you know, you were you were going at it. I mean, it was wild. But anyway, but I, I want to say this. When, when I yep. say things like that to Baba Booey, to be, to, to, that's for intimate time. And, and when I say like that's for like cuddling and that's in a loving manner. That's not in a in, a, in an aggressive way. I just wanted to clarify that. There's a difference. Uh, hold on, Mike. It's oh my God! It's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Hi, oh. hello, Miss M Congresswoman Greene. This guy is such a piece of shit. He looks like a potato that was pulled out of the ground. Wow. Well, you're brave now because you're back home. But if Mike was out there on the street and. Uh, no one I'm was still fucking on him. the street. I'm still oh. on the street, and I'm ready to fight him. Wow. I don't want any trouble with her. You animals, go back, to, go back to the sanctuary. Your go name back is Crabapore. You You're a animal. actor. You infected animal, go back to the sanctuary. They're looking for you. You escaped the zoo. fucking AR-15. Listen. Listen to my gun. Go back, to the sanctuary. Go back to the sanctuary so they can put you down for good. I'll kick you the farm shit animal. Out of you. Live hard. <laughs> you you wow. farm animal. 
I, I, All right, Mike. Hours, I'm just <laughs> yeah. here. I'm just here. All right. I'm just a guy. You're just here. You're just a man. All right, Mike. Good job. Thank you. That's right, Mike Rappaport, not only an actor, but uh, an activist. Uh, guy, a street fighter. <laughs> street fighter. I'm waiting for Trump to come on. I bet you that's him. I'll let him. I'll make you him think? Because he seemed to finally be taking this seriously yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he wants to get in bed. I bet you this is him. I'm telling you. Oh, oh. that's his knock when he's really oh, aggravated. <laughs> I think he wants to uh, comment on it. Oh, he's going to break the door. You better. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, hello, Mr. President. How are Why you? Why do you make me wait? Why do you make me wait? I was fucking with you. That's all. I was just fucking with just, you. What, just what, what I need after yesterday. What was it like uh, being in court and going to court? Well, you saw the video. It was like having my very own red carpet. It was the indictment gala, you know, and I can't believe no one asked what story my outfit was telling, which was <laughs> Stormy Daniels is a horse faced skike. You're telling tell you. me you're, if someone had said, to you, Mr. President, what is your off? What is your outfit? Tell us. You would have said it tells us that Stormy Daniels is a horse face. Yeah, horse face skank. You love skank off. Skank's very yeah. important because it's got the cuss out. Skank. Why, atta skank. why attack her? I mean, uh, what did she do? You know what I mean? She said, had sex with me and then she told everyone it's sad and then she wanted money and then I paid her and then I get screwed for being nice. The one time I'm nice, I get screwed over. It's so sad. It's so sad. Tell me about what you saw when you pulled up to, uh, you know, this, this incredible scene outside the courthouse. So amazing. So, mate, well, we pulled up in our 11 car motorcade. I got out. I gave the black power sign with my fist over my head to show that, that I am that down. That's what that was. Yes. That's a show that I'm down with the struggle of my fellow black people. You know, I was just like, just like the Olympics, just like the Olympics. And I think we all know this is reverse racism at its best. At was its the best. crowd big in favor of you? Was it a, a uh, large crowd? Listen, it was the largest crowd in the history of arraignments. It was like if OJ had murdered thousands of wives. Not just one, right, right, Not right. just and one, not just one. You saw the crowd. It was incredible. And you've already had on some of the people. You had Marjorie Taylor Greene. Isn't she sweet? She had a Mr. Microphone. She came out there. It was incredible. We had the naked right. cowboy, very big, right-wing, conservative guy. And, of course, there was that homeless guy who kind of looked like Tom Cruise. A little bit. A little bit. Right, so right. No, there were a lot of crowd. people there for you. That's true. And, a lot uh, of people. A lot of people. Especially, well, I mean, they weren't from New York, necessarily. What were you feeling? as you got fingerprinted well i have to tell you something i had a moment there the officer who did it she said she couldn't believe how large and sexy and masculine my hands were uh, really did you know that yeah. yes no. my hands were too large for the fingerprinting index cards they had to bring in huh. poster board to fit my giant hands and my fingers so your hands were so big they brought in special ty types of equipment 
Yes, absolutely. And they said it was the most beautiful fingerprints in the history of fingerprints with very deep grooves that made the printing process very easy. They say it means I have a magnificently large penis. And, uh, you know, they do this detective work all the time for a living. So I do. Yeah, I know. Well, Stormy this. Daniels is saying you almost have microphallus. And, uh, you know, for the, this is good for you that the fingerprinting people said you have Perfect fingerprints. Perfect fingerprints. Deep Interesting. grooves. Deep grooves. Because when you're talking and you show your hands, you know, when you wave your hands around, mm -hmm. your right, hands right. look very small for a man your size. I have very big hands. I don't know what you're talking about, Robin. <laughs> big hands. You say big he has penis, big hands. Big the, the, feet. The, the, I've got the, big the everything. Just, yes, everything's big. And by the way, everything's tiny to Stormy Daniels. She's had sex with Mandingo. Give me a break. <laughs> well, uh, what, what, what we... Now, now we all saw that you pled not guilty to the charges. You spoke to the, you, know, the, the, you spoke to the court, and uh, well, what were your feelings there? Well, you know, I got in front of that crooked judge, Judge Juan Valdez. He asked me, "How do you plead? How do you plead?" I said, "Very not guilty, extremely unguilty, the least." guiltiest person in the history of guiltiness so unbelievably not guilty major not guiltiness hugely unguilty maximum unguiltiness even the bailiff even the bailiff who's seen a lot of these said he's so guilt-free he looks really so guilt-free yeah he said that he said that he I'm, said it's on you. the record that's on he, the record he said he never saw anyone so free of guilt he said that he never saw anyone so free of guilt like me but he but said, there were thirty four like an angel. But there were thirty four uh, felony counts. From oh come on, Howard! Thirty four ridiculous felony counts. They've got nothing. Practically thirty four counts of jaywalking. All right? right, right. It's it's nothing. They didn't even get me for the real crazy shit I actually did. I mean, they missed it entirely. <laughs> There's going to be a gag order. Watch what you say. Yeah, well, so far, no gag order yet, which is what I gave Stormy Daniels. I said, gag on this, gag on this huge penis. That's true, by the way. That's true. I know, I know, I, listen, I know you're in defensive mode and you're mm -hmm. defending yourself here on the radio, but it's got to be surreal to be in court. You looked like kind of sobered up from it. You know what I mean? Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, you were quiet and. Yeah, it was yeah. surreal. It's, you know, that's, yeah. that's true. It, well, the whole thing, honestly, was very surreal. Very, I kept thinking. I thought this only happens to black people, you know? Right, right. And right. the courthouse, the courthouse is a dump. It's a dump. The last hallway I was in that was that beat up was Stormy Daniels' vagina. Oh. Well, listen, uh, you know, it shows Can you I say that... a message? Can I say a message to my supporters? Go Just ahead. quickly, quickly. All those people that were outside, stop sending death threats to Alvin Bragg. All right? It's unnecessary. <laughs> you don't need to kill him. He's so fat, he'll be dead in six months from obesity. Well, well, listen, I know you got your trials and tribulations ahead of mm. you, Mr. Trump, and I'm sure you Absolutely. have a busy day. I'm sure you have a busy Very day busy. ahead of you. Very yes. busy, man. Go ahead, Robin. Go ahead. I was no, just going to say, say even, uh, well, go. 
Okay. All right. Fine. I just want to, I have got something for you, Robin, because we are focused <laughs> on something really incredible. Mug shot shirts. Okay. You can get your Trump <laughs> mug shot shirts today. Today. We also have mug shot mouse pads. Everyone loves a mouse pad. Mug shot mud flaps for the guys in the trucks, the guys wow. in the trucks. And this is what you'll love. Mug shot panties. And for you, only for you, Robin, the mug shot face on the panties. My face. My mug All right, well, on listen. your rug. All right. Thank you. Uh, I know you got, you're very busy. Uh, very busy and very tired. Right. Uh, it's a, it's a, gonna be a long day. A big long here. day yesterday. So. Hold on a Who's second. That? Who the hell Mr. is President, this? it's Judge Jeanine Pirro from Fox News. Oh, I love her. I love her. Mr. President, listen to me. It's all about the Mexican judge. These loony libtard Latinos are loco, and you know it, right, Mr. President? God, that woman turns me on. I'd like to spin her around on my Trump Tower. You feel, uh, Judge, would, yeah, go ahead. Ju Judge, you feel that the, the judge, because of his uh, background or her background, Mexican, is he. you don't, he, is it a he? He, it's I don't a even he. know. It's a he. He hates you. He hates Listen you. Listen to no me. At first, the Mexicans just want to sell oranges on the freeway. But the next thing you know, they're sending the president to jail. You understand? <laughs> She's got it all worked out. I love her so much. I'm going to buy her some Trump wine. President oh. Trump, that's no judge. He used to mow my lawn. Oh. I'm telling you. <laughs> I knew he looked familiar. <laughs> well, I, I, I got it. This is America. We oh salute the Liberty Bell, not Taco Bell. Well, l listen, she's, you're saying she's on it this morning. I love it, Judge oh, Janine. Oh, I love oh, you. Oh, I mean, oh. you, you guys are making it seem like a Mexican person can't be a judge. That's ridiculous. They can't, they can't, they be, can't, they can't be a judge. I judge these charges to be bullshit. You hear me? <laughs> you and think the charges? Knows. You think the charges are bullshit? I mean, you were a judge. Uh, you say nothing was uh, done wrong here. <laughs> They're complete and total bullshit. And let me tell you one thing. I dust off my patriotic snapper for you anytime, Mr. Oh, President. You, I, you know what? I was feeling tired, but now I've got lead in my pencil, Janine. You woke oh. me up. Well, I must say, Mr. President, uh, if you've got a, an actual judge who's on your side, that's pretty impressive, I must say. Uh, and she's uh, non-biased. She's non-biased. <laughs> she's like right down the middle. Absolutely. Balanced. That's Absolutely. And she's tiny. She's tiny. You two, you, you two, I got to open the door. Hold on one second. Oh, okay. It's like a it's, party. It's like a Mexican party. Well, I think you'll like this, Mr. President. Not only is Judge Janine here, but Alex Jones is here. Hi. Hello, oh, Alex. Oh, wow. my buddy. Hi, Alex. Hello, Alex. This is an InfoWars emergency broadcast. Mr. Trump, we all stand in support of you. We have crossed the Rubicon. This is what they did. I've been talking about it for years. They funded the Soros judges. They brought you down. They want to take you down in the name of tyranny. They want to imprison you. Infowars.com. Infowars.com. He's right. That's terrible. He speaks well, the truth. He speaks the truth. This George Soros guy, bad guy, bad hombre. Bad hombre. He's probably Mexican, too. Absolutely. Donald Trump, Donald Trump is guilty of one thing, and that is being a real man. This guy, he radiates power. He radiates masculinity. The only thing Trump did was he enjoyed some big titties. Excuse my language because I do a family show at InfoWars.com. I do love the titties. I love the women. Love. Nothing wrong with it. Go I ahead. I love them so much. I've had sex with so many women. I've lost count. 
This is what they do. This is what Soros does. They say, don't have sex. Sex is illegal. Drink the fluoride. Drink the atrazine. We're going to make you impotent. Make sex illegal. Worship Satan. Worship Hillary Clinton. I don't stand with them, Trump. I stand with you. You are our leader. And we love you, Donald. Infowars.com. Alex well, is the best. He's the best. Uh, send me more of that stuff you've been sending me. I feel fantastic. What type of stuff are you sending the president? What have you been sending him? I've actually been sending him. This is a limited run of ultra hard X that we've been taking. This is, this is more than a boner pill, people. This is great for the gut biome, great for the penis biome. It's made with some of the greatest pine cones and pencil shavings. I wake up every morning. I take eight ultra hards. I have sex with my wife about nine times. I even crush it up and put it on my cereal. It is delicious. It's Trump so loves it. I loves it. Soros doesn't loves it. And that's why you got to take it at Infowars.com. Makes your balls big. Gives you really big. Big balls. Oh, Mr. Wow. President, Mr. President, you've heard from yes. Judge Jeanine Pirro and Alex Jones. Are you feeling bolstered now when you have these I kinds feel, of people? You know, Howard, I feel so much better now. I feel great to have the backing of Alex Jones, one of the smartest people I know, and Judge Jeanine, one of the smartest judges I've ever met. Thank you, Mr. President. You oh, know yeah. I love you. Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, I hate to interrupt you, but someone's knocking at my door right now. I have to let them in. Let's see who it is. It is I, subhumanoid demon, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi wants to come on. Uh, Mrs. Pelosi, what do you have to say about Trump and the trial and everything going on? I'm laying eggs. Well, you are a, a subhumanoid uh, crab creature. We know this about you. Hatching. <laughs> All right, th thank you. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy I know Pelosi. it. I know it. That's not uh, the real Nancy Pelosi, by the way. I don't have another oh, billion dollars. I, I gotta, I gotta, lest anyone think that's really Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, she's got to get kind of squishy. Well, let me tell you, this was some display of of, of support, support for the president. Yes, I mean you got to feel good. Thank you so much. I'm so glad. Absolutely, we love you, Mr. Whose president. Whose door is what that? The hell is That's my door. door. Hold on a second. It must There's be so another many support. Doors. It's Mitch McConnell, everybody. Mitch, how are you? Oh, I mean, Senator well, McConnell. Uh, this uh, minority it. leader, uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, I have to tell you, I don't know if you remember, but uh, a few weeks ago, I took a spill at the Waldorf yes. uh, Astoria. I, I don't know who any of these people are. I, I don't <laughs> know who uh, Donald, you say, he is. He was president. Oh, I have no recollection that, of that. Really? Hang on. Let me, whack myself. Let me whack myself in the head and see if I remember anything. Nope, absolutely nothing. I'm just, uh, I'm just as confused. You don't remember try. this great president, Mitch? Are you I'm kidding me? How can you forget him? Come on. You no, are the no problem. Comment. You're so corrupt. You and your wife, ching chong, bling blong. It's terrible. Oh, sir, I, 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 I feel <laughs> very bad Chinese. for you. I, hang on. Let me hit myself in the head again, see if anything pops up. <laughs> Oh, no, you know, it's strange. Now I like gay people. Isn't that weird? That's very <laughs> stay with the Pray with us, Hang Mr. On, McConnell. Gonna... Pray with us in the name of Donald Trump. I will. Let me just throw oh, myself Jesus. down a flight of stairs. One second. All right. All right. No. Here I go. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing Mitch McConnell out of here. I mean, I, Please, well, thank you. Listen, yeah, I, I got to say one thing to Donald. And listen, I'm not kissing ass here, but I got to say, yesterday, you looked like a superhero yesterday. You looked so man. powerful. I you looked more. You looked more amazing, than, Mr. President, truly. My more hair than John was on Wayne. Point. 
Boy, I mean, you were glowing. Went. You look like it you was. lost weight. You look I 15 did. years younger. I mean, the determination of will. I study body language. I'm very good at body language. Everybody knows I study body language. You had the most powerful body language I've ever seen, Mr. Trump. We love you. We support you at InfoWars.com. You got to come on the show. We haven't had you on in a while, Donald. I, you gotta come be, on. Can I come on right now? Just jump from uh, Howard to you. Can we do that? Can we do we that? Can do, I got right a... Well, I'll tell the info warriors we do. I'll listen. We'll get to Trump, and then we'll get to Roger Stone at the bathhouse with the uh, QAnon shot. I've been promising okay. them we're going to get to that, so we will get to that. Time, <laughs> we got to have you on the five. Info we got to have you on the five, Mister President. Let's just make it the two. I'll kick the other four off. It'll just be me and you, Mister President. You what do you say? And I just a romantic hour at I the five. That. Be incredible. Well, isn't that I nice? Well, up. All right. Well, uh, this has been illuminating. Thank you very much, guys. Okay. Glad the president is that The better. bottom line is we can't have a judge who works out of a Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> Adios, exactly. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're very anti this judge. You were a judge, Judge Deneen, and uh, you say he's not uh, up to the task. I'm saying that judge needs to go take a siesta. You understand? Uh, permanent <laughs> siesta. Permanent siesta. Judge Juan, what the hell ever, Merchan, whatever his name is. Absolutely. Keep you. It's a kangaroo court. It's the belly of the beast. It's the Soros DA. This is what I'm saying. And Trump, I look at you. You have ice water in your veins. The power that you radiate is so special. It is so excellent. Judge Janine's right. Everybody's right. Trump, you're right. We love you. Infowars.com. Yes, Judge. Yes, Did you judge. know if you hit the judge, candy will fall out? <laughs> All right. One piñata. One piñata. All right. Listen, this is outrageous what you're saying. You have a gag order of sorts, Mr. Trump. You better be well, careful. Well, he told him to stop being, uh, <laughs> you know, encouraging people to do bad things. And, you That's know, right. did, I say, did I say take a stick and whack the judge repeatedly? I didn't say that. I didn't <laughs> say that. He's not a man. He's a pinata. You get it? <laughs> All right. I don't get that. All right. Thank you, you. guys. Only real America. <laughs> wow, that was awesome. Let's go to uh, Ralph. What do you? Did you fix my glasses? You think this fucking guy? I one thing to do. He screwed up my glasses. I, I got, now you, I got man. now I got I to mail them back. I didn't screw them up. I said they, 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 they <laughs> screwed them up. I didn't. Well, if they screwed them up. What are you sending them to me for? Send them back, and then the, now I got to. Today, this morning, I'm like, I got to get Ralph's address, send it back. and you know, It's taken care of. It's done. It's done. All right. All it's right. Done. What, what have, he's not uh, picking your glasses, is he? Ralph is my stylist. That's why I look so, so handsome. <laughs> that's that's, that's hey, listen. You're a beautiful man. You're what? Uh, you're almost seventy, and you look like you're like forty five. Right. Thanks to Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> So how did he get a hold of your glasses? I thought you always did that yourself. No, it's a long story. Yeah, you don't. Ralph didn't. To, Ralph calls me up and he goes, uh, the, "The glasses don't." I, he sends them to me and he goes, "The glasses weren't done right. It's not the right tint." And I was like, um, "No, they were a little go, well, lighter." Then, and then I go, "Then why are you sending them to me? Just take care of it until it's the right tint." 
fucking they they, they it was, like, it was like it's the like third phone time, calls. It was like the third time they did it, I was like, Jesus, just take you a got look one thing to do. You have got one Dude, thing to do. Come on, just man. Do I was trying to, I was it. trying to I just figured, hey, take a look at them because it's a long process. It's going to be like a couple more weeks or Let something. Let me ask you something, Robin. If your glasses, I mean, if you're if you if your whole job was to just get my glasses oh, done, and then you looked at them, you said they're not right. Would you send them to me, or would you just say to the place yeah. where you do it? Yeah, you just send yeah. them back. Yeah, no, I know. And they said, you know, he they, sends they kinda, them to me. Listen, they kind of talked me into it. My first instinct was, no, they're well, not. Don't right. be so they stupid. Need to be darker. What's the matter and with you? It was like the third time you, they did them, and I was just like, and Robin, you know, my down. signature look is. I never reveal my eyes through clear glass. I right. always wear a little bit of sunglasses. Makes my nose look smaller and makes me look a little hotter. You can't. And hilarious. also, there's I'm a hilarious. thing that comes off your eyes that is a right. superpower, and That's you right. could be dangerous to people. <laughs> no, but I'm being serious. My look is ever <laughs> since have, I'm a little you, you kid. When my eyes, by the way, when I went through puberty, you know, I, I went through a horrible transition where my face got really ugly, and so I figured <laughs> out. I transitioned at an early age, and I remember I was like 12 or 13, and I started, I realized if I wear sunglasses, I might look cooler, and uh, I remember I started smoking cigarettes, and I was thinking, you know, what could I do to distract people from my face? Uh -huh. And one of the things I, I wore were dark, dark sunglasses, even at night, and the kids at summer camp would call me Shades of Blue. That was my name yes. for a whole summer, yes. Shades of Blue. Wow. And this has been my secret. So you're like, uh, a, you're like a reverse Superman. You put on the glasses to get your superpower. Yeah, well, you know what? I don't want to hear from you because um, <laughs> this is a guy. So, so this guy knows that we discussed the tint and everything. And uh, and what I tell people is I I do what uh, Ratso does. I go, oh, my eyes are sensitive because sometimes people go for me. They go, what are you wearing sunglasses for? We're indoors. Are you having dinner? I go, no, no, no. I have a sensitivity to light, which I don't have. That's a secret. <laughs> Anyway, so these glasses I, you're wearing right now, do they have the right tint? Yeah, these have the right tint. Because I was going to say, my, they look fine. Yeah, these are fine. So uh, <laughs> Ralph goes, I tell him the tint, we discuss it. I get the glasses. He goes, ah, listen, I don't think the tint was done properly. It's too light. But um, I sent them to you. Let me know. Give me a call. I go, now I got to call this motherfucker. I go, <laughs> Why doesn't he just take them? He knows it's wrong. He knows I'm not going to like it. But now I got, I said to my wife this morning, you got to send these glasses back. And she's like, well, why didn't Ralph just get them fixed? I go, I don't know. He's a fucking moron. <laughs> really not. I, have I mean, to you kind of are. I, I mean, I know you're always morons. critical. You're always critical of other people. Sometimes. And it just, uh, you know, it's difficult. Why do you get influenced by people? You knew they were wrong. You get, you say, listen, I, I can't send these to my boss like this. I gotta, yeah, I gotta have yeah, it you're right. right. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I, I should have listened to my inner voice every, anytime he I, knows I, I, I will I, not wear, I not listen to my inner voice. I will I not up. wear clear glass. You know, when I was like 15, I started to wear a welder's mask <laughs> when I would go to classes. <laughs> Because I, I I pretended I was in shop now, class. How did you explain that? <laughs> shop. I said I'm very into shop class. You know, you mentioned Ratso's song, his glasses. His are like black. His are ridiculous. Like I Ratso's don't know the best. <laughs> when Ratso and I were riding, and I'd be with Ratso, and I'm like, look at him. Ratso's got like the darker glasses on than me. You know, He's in your basement. The, 
in my and we're yeah, we're like we're in my basement. It's not even you know we're in there for days and this guy's there's no sun like, anywhere, right? And I and I know I know Ratso just you know he wants to be cool and he wants to look you know good. So I go rats. What's with the the sunglasses? Even me, I took off my sunglasses. He goes, uh, oh man, I got a horrible sensitivity to light. Don't you know that? I go, oh, hmm, that's interesting. Let me put that in my Rolodex of excuses when people start <laughs> asking me why I'm wearing dark glasses. <laughs> Howard, you know where Ratso would scare the crap out of me? He would wear those glasses to scores. And I was always yeah. afraid he was going to fall down the stairs. <laughs> even I, even I wore, <laughs> even I, I know, even well, the room we were in was pitch black. I didn't <laughs> want to see anything. But all I know is, uh, you know, you, you know, even at scores, I would wear my regular glasses. I want to see what's going on. But uh, all right, Ralph, get to work on my uh, on my glasses and, and stop calling in so much. Yeah, well, what I was going to call about real quick though is like, what the fuck happened to sixty minutes? They they had that Marjorie Taylor Greene on the other day, and, and they completely blew it. They uh, Leslie Stahl didn't ask her any hard hitting questions. She Are you criticizing work. Leslie Stahl when you can't get me a pair of glasses? It's a shame on I you. Could, I get me my I glasses. Could, uh, what I the could do Marjorie Taylor Greene better than her. I'll tell you that. Hold on. Oh, it's Joe Pesci. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> you had one job, Ralph. Hell, you want me to take care of this guy for you? Go you ahead. You're going to lose this Fredo motherfucker. Shut <laughs> yes, up, I you little midget. Like an accident, too. Fuck you, midget. Hey, you shut the fuck up. People fall down elevator shafts all the time. You know what I'm talking about? I'll take those sunglasses. Brown, come on. When I yeah, shove them up your ass, tough what guy, the fuck? Telephone tough guy, whatever. Yeah, telephone tough guy. You shut the fuck up, Ralph. I mean, to be fair in your defense, being Howard Stylist is like being a cosmetologist at a morgue, but boom, bang, bang. You're supposed to be defending me. Hey, look, Howard's a fucking good-looking oh, guy. If you can't handle that, if you can't handle that, you fucking prick, how about I take you upstate on a little fucking camping trip, huh? Want to go camping with me, you fuck? Yeah. Let's go hey, camping. I'll bring the marshmallows. Hey, Joe, you know what I love in the Goodfellas when you went to your mother's house and you had dinner while you had that guy in the trunk? That was good. <laughs> oh, I mean, I got to do what I got to do. My mother, she's sleeping, okay? All right. All Fuck right. You fucking. I'll whip that berry right off your face, you fucking <laughs> prick. Don't you fuck you with Howard. You're going to rip off the berry off of Ralph's face? That's my superpower. My oh, you fucking snaggle tooth prick, you. Shut the fuck up. All right, thank you. What All right, Ralph, go get my... Go Joe's right. Go fix I my mean, glasses. Enough with him. Ralph, what a character. But Pesci ought to be careful. You know, he took a huge shot at you to get to Ralph. He no. doesn't kill you so he can no. kill Ralph. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I got to read you uh, some of the fan mail that uh, came in. Uh, let me get to some of that. I should take a break, shouldn't I? I, I I've made a vow. I should take yes. a break once in a while. Yes. You know, get up, stretch my legs and pee. All right. Tell you what, let me take a break. I'll read you some of the fan mail. And we got a bunch of other things, too, I'm supposed to get to. But I see the show is going by rapidly. I, there's a couple of things I wanted to get to today. There's a, um, some of the guys had some clean out the computer uh, packages. And Chris was up on some really disturbing uh, trends in gay sex on the, um, the Internet. Oh, yeah. Gay porn. But uh, I don't know. We're going to see how much we can get to, how much we can cram in. I see there are people on the phone. 
So we have a lot to get to. We'll be back right after. Uh, oh, coming soon to the Howard Stern Show. A meeting 125 years in the making. Oh, my. Oh, my. It sounds too good to be true. Stern Show Dreammaker presents... <laughs> Underdog meets The Descendant. Is it all right if I call you by your first name, Gaker? Uh, Yes, yes, I'm listening to you, Sam. I hear you. Listen as Underdog meets the great grandnephew of Dracula author Bram Stoker. Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's wonderful. Only on the Howard Stern Show. Our new, oh, my uh, goodness. Our new Dreammaker series will be starting. Uh, first up will be Underdog. We uh, wanted to make uh, Underdog's uh, dreams come true. And uh, her dream was to meet the great-grandnephew of Bram Stoker, who wrote the Dracula series. And, um, yes, in fact, we made it happen. Wow. Yeah. Who even knew Bram Stoker had a living relative? <laughs> she knew. And huh. she's evidently, like, amazing. she was... Yeah. And uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, that's going to happen next week. You're going to hear the whole thing. <laughs> You're gonna be, your mind is gonna be blown. She even reluctantly, but she did thank me for making her wow. dream come true. Well, we had a co- we we were like, oh. like 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 Chris goes. Do do you, uh, Suzanne? Do you want to thank Howard? She goes. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you know, like it was really. But she goes. I guess. Uh, so I did get a, a reluctant thank you. Mm, I can't wait to hear that true. because yeah, I'm I wondering know. was that some kind of a compromise for her well she calls this um you know net grand nephew of bram stoker or stroker whatever that was his name is bram stoker. stoker stoker she calls him the descendant she goes my, yeah. my 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 uh dream is to meet the descendant and uh we're like who <laughs> his great grand nephew <laughs> you know she gets completely like crazy how dare you not know right <laughs> But I'm telling you, you're, you're, you've never heard Suzanne this happy. She's, wow. she's like so fucking happy. We made her happy finally. And, and coming soon. Yes. She really had something she wanted to say to him. I mean, was this a good conversation? Oh, oh stimulating as hell. <laughs> coming soon to the Howard Stern Show. It would be a lifelong dream finally fulfilled. A very special lady gets her wish. Oh, oh golly. This sounds too good to be true. Stern Show Dreammaker presents. Oh, oh my. It, it's here. Underdog meets. The great-grandnephew of Bram Stoker. Uh, Mr. Stoker, it's always been a, a goal of mine to dance Dracula uh, in the homeland. Yes, yes, I'm listening to you, I hear you. The dream is real, only on The Howard Stern Show. <laughs> it's really good. We this always poor have man. <laughs> we always have something. Spe- oh, that's what I said. I, I I listened to the whole thing. I was like, oh, this poor guy. You didn't know what he got into. <laughs> uh, we're also uh, planning on. It's going to be a whole series of packages. The Stern Show Dreammaker series, including in weeks to come, Medicated Pete learning to strip at a male strip club. What? Uh, 
Wendy meets Robert England of uh, Freddy Krueger fame. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Debbie the Cum Lady, of course, gets to blow high pitch Eric again, which is always a dream maker for sure oh for any gal. Oh, my goodness. Everybody I hope her dream it. comes true this time. Yeah, let's hope he comes. Oh, please, God. <laughs> please, God. It's uh, Stern Show Dream Maker. Stern Show Dream Maker. And you'll see Suzanne is, Suzanne still manages to be a little miserable, but uh, she's mostly happy, <laughs> which is really great. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Get lost! Right. And, uh, yeah, the great-grandnephew of Bram Stoker. Amazing. I yeah. wonder if this is a burden for him or, you know. Like a nice conversation piece. Sounds like it's a nice conversation. Judging from this gentleman, he seems like a very nice guy. Okay. Yeah, I think you'll be impressed, but we did put him through the ringer with Suzanne. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little hard being a descendant. Right. <laughs> Don't I know? I'm the great-grandniece of the Wolfman, the original Wolfman. <laughs> and I have a hard time with it. On our phone is Joe from California. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, listen, let me tell you something, you big nose fuck. What? Let me, let, 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 listen, so I'm funny? I'm like a clown? I'm here to fucking amuse you? I'm here to oh, fucking amuse it's a you? Joe, it's a Joe Pesci impression. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Even though, hey, Howard, even though you got that fucking mask on your face, you can still dance, right? You just look up for something. It's a good impression. It's not great. It's not as good as our so guy. Listen, listen, you Fuck. Joe. Maybe I'm a little fucked up. Listen, I'm in the middle hey, of the hey, fucking hey, hey. out here in Street Caucus. I got a pocket of bench. Here I'm resting. Yeah, I'm fucking resting. Don't fuck your mother, you Listen fuck. to me. Listen to me. What's your put real you name? I'll fucking truck. I'll fucking put you in a truck. That's right. What's your real name? That's my fucking name. You're fucking. Joe? Let me tell you something, you big nose fuck. <laughs> put your head in a fucking duffel bag, you motherfucker. Joe, this, this guy's. Guy ain't oh. shit. Who the oh, fuck is this? Go get your shine box, you stupid little fucking, fucking cunt. You think you're fucking good? You're fucking reciting every line from the fucking movie? You can't come up with an original idea in your fucking head, you chat GPT fuck. You GPT AI piece of shit. What the fuck are you doing? Come up with something funny, you dumb motherfucker. You think you're funny? You like my man of two slugs, wax statues. All right, all right. You dumb fuck. Thanks for taking, this is called Pesci Confusion. We just, thank you, Joe. <laughs> Pesci and stereo. You know, people get competitive. They get competitive. I guess so. I guess this guy has been told for years he does the best Pesci. Mm -hmm. That was called a Joe Nato. They had <laughs> two Joes at once. Hey, so let me read what the fans are writing in. Uh, we get fan mail. We get fan mail. Bah, 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 bah. Hey, by the way, uh, I saw Jeremy Renner is uh, getting better. The guy ran himself over with a what? Did he run himself over a with a snow, moped? A snow plow or mobile? Uh, you know, he was Snowmobile. out there shoveling snow, though. You yeah. know, he was trying to get <laughs> snow off his walk, and uh, the, then the plow ran over. Well, I love this fucking guy, and I love that TV show he's in. Mayor of Kingstown is so good, and I'm I'm yeah. so worried that the guy's not going to be able to continue the show. Well, I Isn't saw it? him on a, a treadmill, learning right. to walk again, he and he said up. he could put like forty five percent of his weight on his leg so far. 
Oh, my my God. God. He really messed himself up. I love this show, Mayor of Kingstown, and so does my wife. It's on Paramount. You know, there's so many apps now. Paramount Plus. Yeah, well, I I lay down at night, and my wife goes, let's watch, um, you know, uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. I go, hmm, okay. Is that on Netflix, or is it on Amazon? (laughs) Maybe it's Hulu. Could it be Paramount? Oh, no, 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 no. No, Mandalorian's on Disney. I got to keep this all in my head. I mean, it takes me forever. But I didn't realize how serious this accident was. Jeremy Renner broke more than 30 bones in his body when he ran himself over. He ran himself over. Yes, I thought the thing ran over him. Jesus. Ay, ay, ay. He's a good dude. Remember we had him on the show? He was a nice guy. I mean, he seemed nice. I don't even remember him being on the show. He was, I, there was some little fucker sitting right on our couch, looked like Jeremy <laughs> Renner, I'm telling you. I think it was him. Was it Jeremy Renner? Well, Gary. Jeremy Renner is the guy we're talking about. No, I'm saying Gary didn't. He was on the show. Yeah, yes, he was Gary, on the show. didn't I interview, yeah, I interviewed Jeremy Renner. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm, where was I? <clears throat> you were there. <laughs> uh, a lot of people wrote us about Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields came in to talk about her career and her new Hulu documentary, Pretty Baby. People liked her. Please have Brooke on again. She's wonderful. Way too short of an interview. Yeah, we only had about 45 minutes, but we covered a lot of ground. You two had an obvious connection. Seems like she admires you just as much as you admire her. I don't think they could make the movie Blue Lagoon. Certainly not Pretty Baby, but... I don't think they could have made the movie Blue Lagoon nowadays with a 14-year-old girl and an 18-year-old dude running around in little skimpy loincloths. And, you know, I think it would be too risque for the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but truth be told, they shouldn't have made it then. Well, this is what I'm talking about. nobody said anything. (laughs) I watched it like five times. Uh, this was such a wonderful interview. You could tell Brooke was so relaxed and open and so well adjusted. Think about all those child star horror stories. Brooke turning out happy is no small feat. True. Brooke has lived in a tumultuous and fascinating life on and off screen. Her ability to accept and work through her trauma is admirable. I wish her the best. Uh, the best Howard, that was a- turning down JFK. I was like, wow, that's big. That was a crazy story, Howard. Brooke told about hooking up with JFK Jr., and then he ignored her. What man in his right mind would stick their nose up at Brooke Shields? Yeah, well, let me tell you, from what I understand on JFK Jr., this guy got so many girls. It was insane. Like, imagine everywhere you go, girls are, like, lining up to talk to you. You know who's like that? Bradley Cooper. I went out to dinner with Bradley Cooper one night, the two of us, just me and him. And I was walking home to my apartment with, and Bradley was, you know, getting a cab and we're walking within one, if I tell you within 10 seconds, I never saw anything like this. Within 10 seconds, this girl comes running up to us and I'm one of those kind of famous people that never feels famous enough. I hate being around other famous people. <laughs> like, I, you know, Jimmy, when he first started that late night show, I used to walk around with him and only people talk to me. And now if I'm walking around with Jimmy outside and even one person says, hey, Jimmy, and like kind of ignores me, 
I get really upset. I don't like it. Uh, I like to be the most famous person and receive <laughs> the most attention. I was a very deprived child of attention. Don't blame your childhood. You just want uh, that. I want it. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I don't like it. So anyway, we're walking down the street and Bradley Cooper, within two seconds, this girl comes running. Uh, 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 like all out of breath and like uh, um uh, 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 i wanted to get and, and she was attractive she was no uh -huh. she was a she was a nine she was an eight an eight and a half maybe okay okay you now you know you got a good picture in your head okay all i right. got it got all right it. right that's pretty good <laughs> right and i'm telling you it was pitch black out at night there was no you could you know how would like somebody jfk radar because you yeah, she had fucking it. radar <laughs> radar and uh all of a sudden oh excuse me excuse me excuse me and he's like um yes you know he was polite and um and i looked down she was squirting all over the sidewalk i thought her water broke i thought she was pregnant but anyway she runs up to him uh, I, I, I wanted to give you my card uh I, I, you know i'm a professional assistant and, uh, and also about you know her card her card right right and i'd love to you know i'd love to just get together with you and he's like oh thank you thank you and he took it you know it's that kind of JFK magic. Well, Bradley was nice about it. He took the card. And I remember sitting there thinking, you know, I'm standing there like a schlub, like I'm not famous. And I went. Like you're not even there. Like I'm not even there. And I went, I'm never eating dinner with this man again. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it's, it's too, I can't handle it. That's terrible. You enjoyed yeah. your dinner. The dinner was fine. But I mean, afterwards. But his company. I mean, yeah, he's great guy. Oh, he's a fantastic guy. It was so interesting, but the humiliation. Uh, I've, you know, I've done some things in this business. I, I made a movie. I, I, you know, I have the number one soundtrack. I have best-selling books. I have number one radio show all over the place. It's like I was, like I was a schlub. And I'm sitting there going, oh, this is so embarrassing. She's not even wanting to be my assistant. She's not even she saying hello. Oh, hi, no. Howard. No. And I was wearing my disguise, you know, when I wear a hat and everything. I was, yeah. I, yeah. Took, I took that hat off so fast <laughs> that she could see it was me. I thought maybe she didn't recognize me. You know. <gasps> I must have looked back. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I don't have any cash. I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not homeless. Uh, oh, dear. She was, she was like, oh, Mr. Cooper, you're so wonderful the way you volunteer with burn victims. And he was like, no, he's not a burn victim. That's Howard Stern. <laughs> no, I remember feeling really bad, you know. Made me feel awful. It wasn't well, his fault. I but... saw JFK Jr. Mm. Uh, once in person, just well, randomly in a oh, store. You mean not when know, he was on our show? No, no, no. Right. Just walking into Bergdorf's one right. day. And there he was looking around for something. And there's only two times that I've been stunned by how beautiful someone is in person. Who is the other? Farrah Fawcett standing wow. on a street in front of Saks. It was like, I could imagine stunningly beautiful, never like doesn't even look real. And mm. JFK looked the same. He was perfect. Don't you think not a uh, hair out of place? Not yeah, that was yeah. weird, right? I knew yeah. him a little bit, and um, 
the hair. I don't. I don't. Did he, what did he shellac his head? I mean, I the guy had. I don't know how you do that. You know who's got that vibe? Jake Gyllenhaal. He looks a little like the Kennedy. Uh, you know. Well, right? I, don't, I think Jake is wonderful, but. Right. He's not John Kennedy. He's not. Have, uh, John know. Kennedy didn't do anything to look like. He just came. He stepped out of Jackie looking like. That. And you know what it is? He wasn't like super <laughs> pumped up like a bodybuilder or no. something like that. He just had a good physique, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you didn't get this, you know, like the massive shoulders or he just looked perfect in a suit. Fuck. I would love that. My life would have been so much. Oh, could you imagine? That's a superpower. I know what you mean. Like, like Farrah Fawcett, if she was standing on a corner, you couldn't not notice her. I mean, it wasn't like she could go incognito. Yeah. I was like, you know? how is she just standing here? Because everybody has to know who this is. Yeah. I, I'm so jealous of like those kind of looks like uh, John Kennedy. Like I just, you know, I mean, how many humiliating days that I have when I'm being finally invited to a party only to sit by myself in a corner? <laughs> The worst, I, the worst, I mean, being uh, the way I look, it was no treat. You know, my personality was bad. And, um, you know, I was very shy. I remember my, my roommate in college, the, the famous Dr. Lou, who was a very good looking guy. He was one of those guys who could walk in a room and girls would start talking to him. Plus, he was a medical student, you know. And we were undergrad and he was a medical student. Figure that out. He, he was in six-year med. So, I mean, think about the pussy magnet he was. Uh, and I was his, you know, best friend. And one night he's like, let's go to one of those bars where all those hot chicks hang out. I didn't have any money. And we went to the bar. And I sat there in the corner. <laughs> and Lou, Lou was socializing with people. I mean, but, and I was just like, you know what? It's so unfair because... Lou's not really doing anything different than I am, but people are walking over to him and no one's walking over to me. I was like, this is not fair. Why would God do this to me? You know, I mean, I'm not eating matzah for Passover. What What for? I got fucked. <laughs> I was passed over. But uh, and that's when I started smoking. You know, I, I, I was a smoker, so I would light up a cigarette back in the day when you could smoke indoors at a bar. And I was like, you know thinking maybe I'll look like a bad boy over in the corner and I'll be mysterious in a cloud of smoke and maybe some chicks will dig me. And nobody came over. Nobody Not looked even with through a the cloud, yeah. nothing. No. <laughs> I remember clinging. I remember lighting one off the other because I need, but the cigarette was my friend. I, I, the only one interacting <laughs> with me was the cigarette. Uh, painful. Painful. Did That's you like ever... When, Send a drink over to a woman in a bar. <laughs> First of all, I had no money. I mean, when I say I had no money, I, I was in college. I didn't have a job. You know, so because I really I had to spend all my time studying. I didn't want to flunk out. I'm not that bright. So I was like, you know, I got to really study. So my parents were down with that. But my father, you know, I would never ask my father for money. He was paying for college. But he said to me, you can have one hundred dollars for the month. And the hundred dollars covered my rent, my food, everything. And oh, by the way, that wasn't I, I didn't just to spend on yourself. That was no, 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 no. That was essentials. my rent, my rent, and my food. And I spent ten dollars a week on food. Like I didn't have a lot of food. Like I'd buy boxes of spaghetti. And then the ultimate humiliation was like that. My parents would come up once a year and visit me at college, which I dreaded because it was only humiliating. <laughs> My mother goes, 
Let's go to a restaurant. Yeah. And I told you this. The only restaurant I knew was AG and Fair in Boston. And it was the only one I knew. And then my mother would start cackling and going, we came all this way. Look where he takes us, a delicatessen. There's flies in here. Oh, God. Mom, the doors are open. And, uh, you know, like, like, the flies. And then the rest of the the week, you know, like the rest of the day, they only stayed for the day, thank God. He doesn't even take us anywhere good. Ah. I go, how do I know anything good? I get $100 for the month. I'm not complaining about it. I don't know good restaurants. It's fooling. I said, let's go somewhere good. My My choice of restaurant. I'm sorry. I hadn't been to... I wouldn't even know what a good restaurant in Boston was. I'd never been to one. Howard, you could ask people. That's what people did. They say we didn't know people. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have one friend. The only friend I have is Doctor Lou, and his parents were giving him less money. He didn't know any restaurant. (laughs) Restaurant. (laughs) He'd go to a restaurant. We would go. We would buy a a roast beef and a box of spaghetti, and that lasted us for the week. I mean, give me a break. How would I know a good restaurant? And by the way, I just wanted my parents to go home. I wasn't looking for a visit. They came up. Yeah, but, you know, then you got laughed at because you yeah. took them to the wrong place. Yeah. And, and then that becomes the story. I know every time I came home for Christmas and stuff, and they have, we'd have the family over for Thanksgiving or something, like something like that. That Howard, we went up to Boston. He took us. What was that restaurant, Barrel? <laughs> flies. <laughs> Barrel, what was that? That was called Adrian Fair. It didn't have flies. It was delicious. Yeah, it was so delicious. It was a delicatessen. Ah. And I'm like, what the fuck is funny about that? What is so fucking funny? I go, you know, it's not like. And then I start defending myself. It's not like I knew fine dining. I had a hundred dollars for the month, and I had to pay my rent. I'm pleased. He takes us to that place. I mean, oh my god, takes us. Yeah, that's why when my wife's friend was over this past weekend, I was like, "Listen to these two. And then we were on the um, so- we were on the um, oh, I became homecoming queen, and then uh. You know, and and the other girl goes, yeah, I was on the basketball team and I was dating so-and-so. And then Beth goes, oh, yeah, I was dating that guy. Remember we used to sneak out of our parents' house and, and like, go on dates? and, blah, 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 and Yeah, remember when my blah, and I was like, oh, fuck all these memories. <laughs> I remember sitting in my house reading a chess book. Snuck out. My parents didn't even care if I went out. I remember walking around the street till like two in the morning without a friend, just walking up and down the street. Jesus, I go, wow, you had some life. Yeah. I don't have many memories of those years, but I try to block out the few I had. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it. So that's why when, you know, you walk down the street with a Bradley Cooper, I don't want to see him getting hit on by girls. Well, you know, I like my own fame. 
I don't like to be around other famous people, especially good-looking ones. You know? I don't like it. I I used to like walking around with Jimmy because Jimmy used to be chubby and uh, <laughs> not that famous. Now he's gotten thin and handsome. Walking yeah. around all handsome. Jimbo I'm like, Kimball. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Now he's hosting the Oscars. <laughs> I don't walk around with him. So you can't walk with Jimmy anymore? Jimbo Kimball. No. Jimmy's show has been on fire real good. You know who else is on fire late night? <laughs> I got to give him a shout out. Seth Myers. He does a thing called A Closer Look. I don't know if you ever watch it. But boy, is it good. I mean, it's good, yeah. solid. You know, it's a solid monologue. He does it sitting at his desk. Like mm -hmm. he's doing the news on Saturday Night Live. And right. he does, like, he's really good at it. I like it a lot. I, I find myself watching it and giggling I'll at it. i have to check and, that out. In fact, I don't even know... Um, I don't even know that I laugh at it so much. It's, I, I get more news from it. It's clever I, I, and it's newsworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of thing. It's really good. He does a good job. But it's on so late at night, I end up watching it on YouTube. Same with right. Jimmy's monologue. I watch that on YouTube because I, well, I can't stay up. Anyway, um, getting back to uh, the fan feedback, fans writing us. Uh, Howard, uh, this is about, remember JD came on yesterday and did an update on the Adult Video News Awards, the Porn Awards. Yes. JD played some clips for us, and uh, the audience found it amusing. <laughs> that was one hell of a... Howard, that was one hell of an in-memoriam package at the Adult Video News Awards. <laughs> Rest in peace, Raven. Uh, Raven, I hope you're reunited with Dave Lambert in heaven riding that giant Sibian in the sky. Wouldn't that be That's something? right. He's there, too. Howard, what a lead-in to the Brooke Shields interview. I was loving the porn movie name game. Got them all right. Well, actually, I didn't even finish that. Um, there was so much to talk about. Yeah, believe it or not, we learned that Raven, who was on our show years ago with Dave Lampert, Dave Lampert invented the Sibian sex machine, and the two of them were on together. And here, in, here's my own in memoriam. Here's Raven and Dave Lampert. Now, they're both dead. Go ahead. Yeah. Fuck me up. Fuck me, Raven. Let everything hang out. Go ahead and go. Fuck me, Raven. Fuck me, Raven. Go ahead. Let it go. Keep it going. Keep it going. Say I'm coming. Say it loud so they can hear it. Fuck me. Fuck me, Robin. Fuck me, Raven. Let her go. That's a girl. That's a girl. That's a girl. That's a girl. Let her go. Let her go. Go ahead. <laughs> you Let her go. Let it go. Fuck me, Raven. Let it all go out. Get that poison out of your system, Raven. Let it go. Close your eyes and keep them closed. Go ahead. Let her go. Let her go. Fuck me. That's a girl. I'm coming. That's a girl. Let Nothing her go. sexier Let her than go. that man, Ron. Let her go. Sound like a yeah, murder. she wouldn't have had those reactions if he wasn't talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the great thing about Dave Lambert, he invented the Sibian, which is like the perviest invention on the planet. It was like a suitcase full of sex equipment, like a giant saddle. And even in the ad, it said uh, you can carry it to hotel rooms with you. Right. Discreetly. Yeah. Discreetly. A big giant. It looked like you were carrying the nuclear codes. <laughs> Anyway, she, uh, so he said to us, listen, I'll come on your show. Uh, I want a girl to sit on it, but I must work the controls and I need to hold her while she's doing it. And trust me, uh, he wouldn't help in the situation. <laughs> There's a reason he invented that machine. Fuck yes. 
But he was a genius. He was the Elon Musk of pervy. He really was. And, uh, you know, it was crazy because uh, he insisted on being the guy coaching her. And Yes, yes. You know, thank, thank God he did because there was nothing better than that. <laughs> but anyway, we were also in the middle of a game with J.D. where we guessed whether a porn name was real or fake, uh, the title of a oh. porn movie. We had to cut it short when Brooke Shields came in. Yeah. So I did have a couple of, uh, of these that I can read to you. Uh, how about this one, Robin? Dame Judy's Drenched. Dame Judy's Drenched. Is that real or fake? A title of a porn. I'm going to say that's fake. Right? Because poor people by porn don't know who Dame Judy Dench is. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's a fake title. You're right. Okay. All right. You remember the musical Hamilton? Yes. Do you believe there is a porn version called Hamilton? Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. Hamilton. Well, I know they love to take anything in pop culture that's a big right. deal and do something with it. So I have to imagine there's something based on Hamilton. Maybe it's Hamilton. Yeah, it, it, it's true. It's a porn <laughs> title, Hamilton. You can you can learn history while you're coming. It's uh, very good. Here's a little. Uh, here's a piece of Hamilton. Hamilton. Alexander Hamilton. I'm Alexander Hamilton. There's a million loads I haven't blown. My dick is great. My dick is great. Colonial cunt. That's 1700s plus. Actually, watch a musical porn. I would. Is that real? I don't like that. I really don't like it. But all right, some people must like it. All right, here's your next one. HBO, uh, you you were a big fan as I was of White Lotus, right? White yes. Lotus. Um, what do you? Is there a porn called White Load Us? Load White Load Us. See now I'm stuck because White Lotus was a big hit. Mm -hmm. They always like to use a title people know and right. bastardize it in some way. But I'm going to say no to this one. You are right. It is a fake. <laughs> now, this next one. Uh, is there a porn name Black Loads Matter? Black Loads Matter. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Hey, you're right. <laughs> there is a clip of this, but I am telling you. Well, first of all, the, 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 everyone's calling each other the N-word in this. Oh, dear. Yeah, JD, is everyone black in this? Because are there white people in it? I don't think white people are allowed to use the N word. There, there is a white person. The, the a woman the female is white. Yes, yes. And what and is she's the using the N word? Uh, yes, this. Uh, oh, oh my. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'll play you the yeah, clip, this, but I don't know. This is. A, no, I'm giving you a warning. If no, you're sensitive. Yeah, this guy is yeah. Shane Diesel. It's like a thing that he's Ooh. done in several scenes that I've seen of his where. He likes the white woman to use the N-word and stuff like that. So, uh, Mr. Yeah. Diesel is a black gentleman? He is. He is. What, what is this? Shane Diesel, Robin. Shane Diesel, Shane yes. Shane Diesel. You know, yeah, I, I speak J.D. Who, who the porn stars are. 
Well, I guess you get I guess you get that white person pass to use the N word if you fuck Shane Diesel. I mean, uh, maybe that's it. Maybe that's the theory. I don't know. But I do know there is a uh, genre of porn, let's say, yes. where <laughs> what? Are you laughing at? <laughs> JD, what are you laughing at? I just like her trying to find the right word and what she's about to say with this. <laughs> that delves in this area, shall we yeah. say, of of guys, black guys saying to white girls, call me the N-word. All right. Well, if you're sensitive to this, uh, here it is. This is, uh, you know, tune out because this is Black Loads Matter. And what's the premise here? She... People are saying black loads don't matter, and then she says they do matter. What I happened? Remember, I, I don't think there was an exact premise to this whole movie. It's just a bunch of different scenarios where uh, 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 a white woman was a black guy. Or multiple and do black all guys. the white women use the N-word? Are they all, like, screaming out the N-word? I don't, I don't know that. I just know I... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know that for sure. I didn't see the entire film, so I just saw this one scene. Is this a fairly recent film or an older film? Uh, I think it came out a couple of years ago. It won, um, it did one, it is an AVN award winning movie. It won, uh, like right. clever title of the year a few years ago. I that was, was kind of shocked title. by it. Yeah, yeah, one clever title. Black Loads <laughs> Matter. It is a clever title, I guess, but it I was shocked. The guy sent me, uh, 2016, because I, I, when the guy sent it to me, I said, gee, uh, a white person using the N-word, that's kind of become very, very taboo, but uh, I guess in porn, it's not. <laughs> no, Actually, in ta porn is all taboo, so they're into the right. taboo things, you know. All right. Well, I here it thinking, is. It's 2018, 2018. Uh, 2018, so it was even more recently. Yeah. All right, here you go. Black Loads Matter. Oh, my God, it's my nigger daddy. That's right, baby. You love your nigger daddy? You are my nigger daddy. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm a good, dirty whore. You're a good, dirty fucking whore? Yes, I am. Yeah, you love your nigger daddy? Mm, I love my nigger daddy. Oh, my little... Stroke it at the tip. This is something daddy. nigger daddy likes it, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Suck it the way nigger daddy likes it. <laughs> I love a little fucking <laughs> crack of slut sucking. that mouth wrapped around my dick while yeah, you go. So angry. <laughs> and he's calling her a cracker. I mean, uh, but they are getting along at least. They are. It's, they're coming wow. together. Getting along. <laughs> I mean, they, they're obviously they turned on by They should be separated. <laughs> 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 oh, Robin. Look, look at Fred jerking off. Fred, stop jerking off. Come on. I'm sorry. Guy. He loves that. He loves that. Well, they I would think... There's an audience for this out there. I guess. I, I am put off by it, honestly. I, 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 excuse me. Oh, it's Mel Gibson, yes. Oh. I fucking love this film. Oh, my God. Five stars. It's better than my Passion of the Christ. You like, I you like, the, are you beating off right now to Black Loads yes. Matter? Yes, yes. Oh. Oh, I love it when he when he takes her to the fucking jacuzzi and he, he gets fucking blown. Oh my fucking god! Play it again. <laughs> is it wrong to say, Robin? All loads matter, or is that considered racist? All loads I, matter. I don't know, Howard. I'm right, not really I'm not saying part it. of that whole discussion. 
I'm staying out of it. I don't know what the rules are. (laughs) Well, there you go. That is Black Loads Matter, and it is real. And Hamilton is real. (laughs) Yes. Wow. (laughs) Oh, that's upsetting. All right. Anyway, um, oh, this, I'm going to end the show with this. This is crazy. What? Last month I was speaking with you, Robin, and I said I want to write a song about protecting myself emotionally. I was talking to you about um, oh, I don't the fact it. that I, I want to write a hit song. And yeah. what I understand from most people who have written hit songs, they tap into their emotions. Yes. And I figured if I could tap into my emotions, I would write a song. So, so this was our conversation. I'm sure you don't even remember it, but here's here's our conversation. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, oh, yeah. We were listening to a Rolling Stone song. You know what happens to me? I have feelings occasionally. Like, I was thinking, I would like to write a song. When you have these feelings. Like, I had a feeling, and I'm being serious now. I had a feeling that my whole life, I was learned, I, I, I was I was sort of raised to not want too much emotionally. And I wore this like a suit of armor through my life. So I said, hmm, that might be a song that that I kept emotion away from me like a suit of armor. But now the suit of armor is cracking as I get older. That could be the basis of a song. And then I sat and thought about this and nothing happened. <laughs> there was no song. That's right, Robin. Uh I was trying. I, I I got in touch you with my emotions. You got this emotion. You started yeah. to try to feel it. Uh, really, that's right. Have it come forward, and and you got the feeling. You say, I I had the feeling, but there was no song. I didn't hear. There was no song called "Suit of Armor" that came out of I'm me. Trying to think, but nothing happens. Uh, but listen to this: a musician, Todd Morse. Todd is Juliet Lewis's guitar player, also plays for the um for the offspring. This is a talented okay. dude. Yeah. He wrote a note to Gary. Howard mentioned wishing he could write a song called Suit of Armor about his journey from childhood to now. I feel his pain, so I wrote this song for him. He felt it and got He worked. felt it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this. Here you go. Suit of Armor by Todd Morris and also uh, Jonah Nimoy, Leonard Nimoy's grandkid, plays on this track, too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's evidently a musician. So here we go. Suit of Armor. Well, I was just a broken soul Missing pieces to feel whole Can't let you in. I wore my armor on the block, and I wore it around the clock. No one saw the tears. No one knew the fear inside this jail. I'm no longer hiding. The cracks are going wider. All the years go.
I'm going to let him open for Tuchus. It's all because of me, I obviously. <laughs> You're the inspiration. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was my thought. <laughs> I like this guy, Todd Morris. Very nice. Yep. You see, I for someone they think they know, they just can't get enough. Will it ever be enough? Inside Wow. So why didn't I write this? I should have written this. I don't know what happened to you. He even grow up this way. He just heard you talking about it. He's going to have a hit song after uh, uh, with my thought, and I mean, uh, and you know, this is going to make a great Ozempic commercial one day, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be screwed out of a lot of money. Uh, good for him, Todd Morse, talented guy. Amazing. Yeah, he touched me. Hey, Brooke, well, you're on I the air. I want you to go back and try again. Maybe I'm going to try again. <laughs> How many times do you think I could tap into something good like that? See what Suit else of we get. Suit of armor. Todd Morse and, uh, and Leonard Nimoy's uh, grandkid. Uh, Brooke, you're on the air in Vermont. Hey, Howard. I just wanted to call and tell you I watched your movie recently, and I think you're very handsome. Well, first of all, uh, you think that because I'm in a movie. You know what I'm saying? If I, you gotta really try hard. You gotta, when you're watching the movie, say to yourself, what if Howard wasn't famous? What if Howard wasn't famous? And I just saw him on the street. And then you'll get a better idea of what I really look like. Okay. Well, well, I watched it because I listened to you all the time. So, you know, I, I hear you and then I watched it with that perspective. So I think it's a valid opinion. Well, all right. Well, they each his own. I, I tried to tell you I watched Private Parts a couple of months ago, and you Did were you? beautiful in that mm. film. I told oh. you that. Oh my gosh, he's gorgeous. His eyes and yes. the shape of your face—it's really powerful. You are very he has handsome. beautiful skin. I mean, it was just amazing. Hey, well, try. Try to imagine me if I was a plumber, and I think you'll feel differently. <laughs> hey, I right. would be attracted to a plumber, you know. So <laughs> I'm very attracted yeah, to my plumber. To Thank that. God for him. I mean, uh, <laughs> when, when my when my when my water ain't running, I'm very attracted to that man. Right, yeah, he's the best. 
Um, well, here, I'll give you an exercise. Close your eyes for a second, Brooke. Are you good looking, by the way? Uh, I've been told I am. Yeah. How old are you? Um, I'm 34. Okay. And you're an attractive woman. How much do you weigh? Uh, about 120. Okay. And how tall are you? Uh, five, five. Okay. 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 <laughs> big big uh, cups. What's your cup size? Oh, well, I've had two children. So, I mean, they're C's. Um, C's. Oh, C's. Yeah. You see, oh, yeah. They're not as what they used to be, but they're still All right, there. No one needs to hear that. So, yeah, a C cup. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Let's talk you up, not down. All right. All right. Okay, now I'm going to okay. give you an exercise. I want you to relax. Close your eyes right now. Okay. And pretend I'm broke. I mean, I'm poor. I'm so poor, it's ridiculous. <laughs> now, how do I look? It's still great. I mean, you were wow. poor in the okay. movie. I mean, you were, right. you know, you were <laughs> handsome. But it, it got better when your hair got longer, I, I will right. say. Um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I think you're very handsome. Me with long hair, dark glasses, and a welder's mask. I look good. I'm telling you. Thank you, Brooke. Very oh, nice. I'm mask. coming. Uh Oh, hey, and I should mention um, also in the uh, fan mail, many people loved hearing Donald Trump and Rosie O'Donnell yesterday. Well, oh, let them take up. Let me open goodness. the door. Are they here today? I mean, I know Donald is. Donald, people are writing. They thought you were, you were terrific. Well, you know, I was terrific, and you had to bring in Rosie, which was terrible, but I was absolutely fantastic. Well, this is a, a fabulous. I mean, give yourself a bow. What's your real name? I'm John D. Domenico. There you go. John D. And I love, love being on the show. It's so much fun. And I love you so much. You're so fucking funny. I love it's ridiculous. You. I love you. I want to do things. I love you, you. John. Uh, John, I want to do things. To dirty, you. Dirty, you know, I think you. you could walk down the street with John. You're more famous than him, I think. That's right. John, you're not uh, particularly <laughs> handsome. Now. I'll walk down no, the street. No, no. I'm a troll. <laughs> I have a hump on my back. <laughs> <laughs> and John, let's uh, let's give a bow to uh, Rachel, who of course played Rosie Absolutely. yesterday. Because I, 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 listen fantastic. to this: fake Donald Trump has been killing this week. That debate with Rosie O'Donnell was top notch. Loved hearing Donald try to shout insults over the sound of Rosie's vibrator. <laughs> Rosie, coming in. Hello, I have. Yes, <laughs> hi, uh, Rachel. Uh, giving you your bow because it was Thank so funny you. yesterday. And Rosie, are you uh, are you still masturbating over seeing Donald in uh, in court? Oh, my God, I'm squirting so hard. I haven't stopped since I've seen his ugly face on TV. I'm oh. having PTSD. This is horrible. Uh, oh, I'm right in the Sibian thinking about you, pissing on you. Uh. God, big and by the way, you two, well, we should let uh, Joe Pesci give a bow. And uh, uh, Joe, you there? How we doing, Howie? Good to see you. You killed this week. People are listening to this. Joe Pesci impression. I didn't know. I didn't know I needed it. Now I now I can't get the image out of my head of Joe Pesci using a step stool to eat out Samantha's mother. <laughs> Thank you, fucking prick. I appreciate it, Howard. Much appreciated. Joe, Joe is Austin Nasso, and uh, he's he's a funny fucking guy, right? Right, Austin. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, I'm a funny that, that, guy. I'm a funny guy. He sounds nothing like Joe Pesci in his real voice. <laughs> Hey, uh, Austin, be Austin for a second and then switch hey. into Joe's so we can hear. All right, uh, Austin. To Joe Pesci. How we doing? Joe Pesci's all the way. You know, he's a bit higher pitch. I'm from the, my mother talks to me this way. She purses her lips. She's like, oh, what do you mean? What's the matter with you? That I literally, that's how I learned all these impressions. They just sound like <laughs> my family members. 
<laughs> right. Well, you the three of you were so funny this week. Thank you yes. for that. Thank and, you so uh, much. Awesome. Appreciate Love you, that. Howard. Love you. Love you. Love, Love you, you, Rosie. Forever. Love you so much, TikTok. You don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Do you follow me on the talk? Of course. You always sign off. TikTok don't stop. That's right. TikTok, you don't stop. See, you know. Right. And what about uh, you got a girl there with you? I always have a girl here. I'm looking at her while I'm masturbating, thinking about Trump going to jail. Ugh. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah. oh, no, make it stop. Make it stop. <laughs> batteries because I used it so much. Oh, 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 my God. Yeah. Orange. Oh, I'm revving it up. Her yeah. labias are flopping oh. all over the place. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm coming because of a man that brag. Oh, it's, my God. It's like a dog hangs his face out the car window. Oh. <laughs> I got a V8 engine in this thing. 440 horsepower. I'll pound your snapper like a heavy bag. I'll get right in there. I can do the job of that thing. Put me right up there. Come on. Put me in. Get kick that vibrator's ass. Come on. I'll take that vibrator down down to the bottom of the Hudson River. Irish Even the Italian engine baby. Come on. Let me in there. I'm the size of a dildo. Come on, Joe. Get in there. Get in there. Get in my ass. I'm going to pound it. I'm pounding it. There you go. I better... By the way, I would also, uh, I would, uh, I would, uh, bring in Mel Gibson impersonator, except that was the real Mel Gibson. I, I oh. didn't want to tell you. Yeah. Was... <laughs> oh, P.I., why don't you take a bow since you, here, I'll open the door for P.I. and he can do it. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> do you really want to associate me with another? No, I don't. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> This is Piotti did a great job. This is the, weird. Yeah. We're all exposing ourselves. Is this the end of the show? Are you canceling after no, this? No, no, no. Right. Last yeah. show. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> no, we'll edit this out. We'll edit this okay, out. Okay, good, good. Yeah. All right, thank you. <laughs> uh, who else did an impression this week? Oh. Oh, um, uh, Nowicki did his uh, Alex. Oh, yes, Alex uh, Jones. Is that you, Alex? Infowars.com. Infowars.com. Thank you for letting me come on. Thank you for letting me plug the ultra hard. We are going to take down the Davos group. We are taking down their global depopulation. And Donald Trump, he looks so good. He he should have a cape on. This man, he looks like a superhero. He's a beautiful man. Steve, good job. Steve, take a bow. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> do your uh, do your uh, real voice. <laughs> this is my real voice. Yeah. Do you uh, do you blow out your voice when you do that? I mean, do you have to like rest up for a whole day? I don't. It's actually soothing for some reason. It's like uh, it's it's like gargling for me. It doesn't uh, it doesn't blow wow. me out. If I really scream, it will. When I'm praying as Alex. Okay. Good. All right. Thank you. Infowars.com. <laughs> who does janine pirro but we had her that was sam sam you want to take a bow all right here we go let's open the door mexico (laughs) i say no (laughs) good job sam and and of course not only were you a hit this week but your mom was too my girl, like I'd bang Sam's mom. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like the end of SNL and everyone waves, you know. A, a, yeah, a Chris, right. Chris, Chris was um, Chris was uh, Mitch McConnell today here. Minority oh, uh, leader, Chip. Oh, I go. Uh, do that again. You open the door. <laughs> right. One second. Good job. Good job, Chris. Let me hit my head. Let me hit myself in the head. Here we go. Oh my God! I love Mexicans. Tear down the wall. Let's have a party. Thank you, sir. There you go. And I should introduce Jamie. Did Wendy because she got a lot of fan Jamie, Jamie, you want to do a bow, Wendy? Uh, the door closed. Hello. Yes. Did you make in your diaper today? Yes. Uh, is a diarrhea and it went down my leg and <laughs> it's on the carpet and my cat is trying to eat it. Oh, right. Uh, uh, Jamie, do your regular voice so people can hear what you really sound like. Hi, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yes, it is. <laughs> When did you start doing the Wendy impression? I mean, how did when did you realize you could do it? Uh, it you know, it's it's been like a month long process. You want to know enough. something that's weird about it? It's like when Wendy starts arguing with Jamie as Wendy, and I love that they <laughs> like like Wendy doesn't even care that it's no, not she really care Wendy. That she's no, yeah, she is not. Yeah. She is yeah. not affected by it at all. It's just someone she's upset with because they. <laughs> shit more and you're, than she does <laughs> what, what i noticed you really study wendy because like you pull out references like when you thank all her friends you seem to know it you're, you're yeah. way deep into the wendy world right <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta what, take a lot of notes yeah what was that uh, shit that you were doing it was like you were thanking some people uh i want to thank uh brutal lauren and uh brutal muffin man uh right. and Banana and Josh F and right. all my friends on YouTube who I like to bite a bite with on YouTube and <laughs> Zimmerman and my cat Fluffy. Uh, and I want to thank Ronald McDonald because I hung out with that clown uh, when I used to walk. Right. Perfect. Thank you, Jamie. Thank this you. Is fun. <laughs> Fred, you want and to take a bow as Ronnie Puppet? Fred does Ronnie Puppet. That's right. That was good today. It was funny. Is Fred still here? <laughs> Fred doesn't want to take a bow. He's very shy. Very I shy. am here, but my headphones were caught. <laughs> of course they were. Of yeah. course they were. Ah, there you go. Right. You want to take a you want to be thank Ronnie? you, thank you very much. I'm right now. I'm, I'm busy doing the uh, the uh, dress shits with Stephanie, the cake shits with Stephanie, the flower <laughs> shits with Stephanie, the catering shits with Stephanie, and taking my main shit of the day by myself. <laughs> Fred, look at him. He's such a show off with his puppet. Go ahead. <laughs> thank, thank you, Freddie. thank you. I thank love, you. I love, I love my Stephanie. Now that girl is the cunt for me. I oh hope boy. to be fucking it for a long, long time, or at least until I'm 79. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Happy Passover! Thank you, Ronnie Puppet. And did right, we have a go. Marjorie Taylor Greene impersonator today? Uh, did we? I don't even remember the show now. I don't, We've been here so long. Yeah, well, I don't even know. Well, all I mean, right. It's <laughs> enough of the bows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was Rachel, by the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, goodbye.
coming Monday. Howard welcomes back actor, musician, comedian, and TV host, Nick Cannon. My old buddy who I used to work with, Nick Cannon. I know Nick personally. I work with him on America's Got Talent. I happen to think he's a great guy. I think he's one of the sweetest guys I ever met. Monday, only on The Howard Stern Show.